Hello and welcome to the One One. I am BJ Ryan, episode 87. Woof, 87. It's sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Recording today from One One HQ. And as always, I'm alongside the man they call the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. Hello. <laughs> hello. To, trying to copy your hello. Uh, how, how are you? Um, BJ? Well, I actually forgot your name then for a well, second. Uh, have you been caught up in Olympic fever this week? Has it started, has it? Yeah. It's no, been I good. I've been. I've been. I was watching the archery before. Um, it looked pretty easy, didn't it? Just yeah. pull the arrow back. Off, off she goes. don't know. I reckon, uh, I reckon I missed the boat with being an archery champion. <laughs> Got very steady hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've loved it. Uh, it's, it's the one time every four years or five years in this case where you watch sports you've uh, never heard of or never shown much interest in and get extremely... Um, get behind your country mm. um but no thoroughly enjoying it it's a it's a permanent fixture in the household how good's twitter with all the uh, all the people and they're usually talking racing and footy and all of a sudden they're talking about canoeing oh, and yeah, rowing it's, and it uh, it's it's what it's, about um i got a couple of bakes what about uh <laughs> hang on hang on what a couple of a couple of bakes okay twitter bakes, bakes. no twitter just just bakes in general the, the coach who celebrated i forgot his name um dean boxel dean boxel what yeah. a name as well so that's a that's a cracking name. How did I miss that? Uh, Dean Boxel. Um, the people getting upset uh, about the, the celebration. Coach, yeah. um, the, just 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 the yeah the coverage around that. That's that's upsetting me. Mm. Come on, grow up. That's just this is what we love to see in sport. A yeah, good celebration. Just sometimes emotions. You lose it. I mean. Dear me. Oh, that, I'm that's very, a, that's very, a, that's very, a, that's a life's work going into that. hundred percent. It comes moment. down to that couple of minutes or yeah. however long the race is. So, yeah. uh, anyway, let's keep it on a positive note. No, it's been tremendous. Love the Olympics. Um, you said yeah. you had a couple of bakes. Is there one more? No, oh, no, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, it's been good. It's always, always great to get behind the, uh, the Aussies in, uh, as they strive for, uh, their Olympic, uh, medals and, um, just do the best for their country. It's in, it's incredible, like, was it Jess Fox watching her in her pet event the other day and you could tell that she was by far and away the best at what she does, that she was the fastest and, um, and she, yeah, it was, it was, she was supposed to win and she gets one bite at the cherry every four years, yeah. made like one, one or two crucial sort of errors, got that four-second penalty or whatever it was and gets pushed down to the bronze. It must just be gut-wrenching to wait that long and do that much work for just to not quite get it right in yeah. that moment. Yeah, that was uh, heartbreaking. It's um, geez, that's that would be the one uh, the one event that would be very much on your day type oh. thing, isn't it? Because as you said, one little error and you and you cooked. But um, yeah, I love how we all become um, experts on uh, on all these random uh, events. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's it's extremely impressive. It's so good stuff. I actually enjoy Twitter more during this period, unless. <laughs> Unless Tommy and the lads are whinging about one that's run sixth or something and saying how they were a moral beaten. But uh, try, try being on surf point in that race, lads. But um, anyway, we move on. We do move on. So the um, thin old card coming up, but it is mm. commemorating National Jockeys Celebration Day. So we um, integral, obviously, there's lots of moving parts in the racing industry and the jockeys are an integral part of the uh, of the whole show and, and without them there is no show and and this is their their uh their day of the year where the spotlight goes on them and, and just recognizes uh what they actually contribute to the industry how dangerous their job their occupation is 
um, how much of a toll it can take on your body through, you know, wasting and basically starving yourself and injuries and uh, and all that sort of thing and, and having to handle, you know, 500 kilo beasts day in, day out. And uh, um, as a special treat, Terry, uh, we're going to get my father on oh. the one one, Bernie Cups, right? <laughs> and uh, he's been a, uh, a long, obviously an ex-jockey, he's been a long-time advocate for jockeys and jockeys' rights and and to get that the occupation valued and, and respected as much as possible. And, and he's been integral to the d- development of the National Jockeys Trust and the National Jockey Celebration Day. So I think we should get him on the phone just to tell the listeners a little bit more about the goings-on and, and uh, exactly what the motivation is behind the trust and, and how they help out jockeys nationwide. Let's get Mr. Ryan on the, uh, on the blower. Now, BJ, this is somebody that I have been very, very much looking forward to having on our podcast for quite some time. Uh, quite a special person to you. He's a two-time, two-time Perth Cup winning jockey. He is the father of my co-host. Um, he is none other than Bernie Cups Ryan. Hello, Bernie. Uh, good morning, Terry. And good morning, BJ. Good morning, father. How are we this morning? Um, well, it's uh, it's a little bit damp, but still, it's always good to wake up. Are you out for your morning run or something at the moment, are you, Bernie? No, actually, I'm down at Tomato Lake in um, Kudar. I just watched my uh, granddaughter, uh, who's um, a very... Um, very, looks like being a very good runner. Daughter of uh, Sean McGrady, who's my son-in-law, and uh, she's running in the cross country this morning. I'm oh. to watch her. Do we have mm. a future Olympian on our hands? I think I call her Isla Freeman. I think she's uh, <laughs> up and coming. <laughs> okay, we might have we might have to have something on. Is there somebody running a book down there? Is it? Is there any bookies standing uh, on the course? We can Pete... organise it. <laughs> no, we can organise. We'll have to get Pete and Scotty McCormick down there to uh, to uh, to have a bet. <laughs> I reckon, um, well, hopefully we can see, uh, is it Isla? Hopefully we can see Isla at the Olympics in uh, in years to come anyway. Bernie. Yeah, she could be there actually, uh, the next one. that we held in Queensland. She could be uh, about the right age. She's about nine or ten now. So Very good, Dad. So we have you on, and thanks for coming on, uh, to discuss National Jockey Celebration Day, something that is near and dear to your heart, something that you've been involved with since the uh, the inception inception of the concept. Uh, lots of our listeners, lots of people will see that it's National Jockey Celebration Day, but won't necessarily know the ins and outs of what the what the purpose and the motivation of the day is, what the cause is, and how how that ties in with the National Jockeys Trust, and then the good things that the National Jockeys Trust does. So, got you on today as a trustee of the National Jockeys Trust, just to give a little bit of insight into the day and what you guys are hoping to achieve. Yes, BJ. Well, the National Jockeys Trust was formed in 2004. We went to Sydney and we formed it, um, a group of uh, jockeys from all over Australia. Um, and the following year, um, the uh, Australian Jockeys Association was actually formed. The idea of the National Jockeys Trust was brought about because um, to ensure that the jockeys uh, and their families in future, jockeys and apprentices, that fell on bad times through accidents, etc., race falls, uh, could be looked after financially. Um, and so our first sponsor was Jerry Ryan, um, who was a very good, who was there for some years. Great, it was great um, to get Jerry on board. And was that uh, was that was that Jaco 
Caravans? Uh, Jayco Caravan, yeah. yeah. Fantastic, man. Anyway, he came along and sponsored um, the uh, first lot of um, – when we first introduced it. Uh, and then we um, have relied on donations and events uh, since to um, to build up the bank. Um, just for a matter of interest, since it's been going um, over the uh, – since 2004, uh, we've been able to um, – uh, hand out $4 million to jockeys, their families, and et cetera, for when they've, um, when these uh, 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 occurred. All they have to do, you have to be a jockey or an apprentice to be eligible, but um, all you do is um, apply, and there's eight trustees, of which I'm one of them, and uh, we discuss it and uh, we uh, help, the, uh, help them financially. Um, so it's been a great thing for um since 2004 and it's just getting stronger. So National Jockey Celebration Day is one of the fundraising arms for the trust. I think some of the other th- events that they have is the uh, is the annual cricket match. I think William Pike has played in that the last couple of years. It gets televised live, I think, on racing.com. So Damien Oliver. Damien Oliver, all the, all the big guns. Um, so the the day itself, which is at Belmont this said day, is another way that the the trust can can raise funds, which then is uh, as you mentioned, Dad, is to um, help uh, jockeys and former jockeys or jockeys, current jockeys as well, and apprentices who in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, well, the beauty of the National Jockeys Fund is that um, it, it, whatever somebody donates goes into the whole thing, so nobody gets anything out of it except the uh, you know the participants in the industry. Um, but the um, idea of it, usually it's first Saturday, say, in October, in um, August to welcome the new racing season in, is to look back and um, uh, I'm also the racing chaplain. And so we have we have uh, prayers, um, we have a minute silence and the national anthem, and that will take place uh, this week prior to the running the national jockey sprint. Um, like you say, a lot of people don't understand uh, what it's all about, but hopefully uh, by this broadcast it'll get out to uh, people that don't understand it. But um, we've got two memorials, that one in uh, Caulfield and uh, one at Randwick. And over the years, um, there's been about 900 jockeys killed in races and um, a lot more you know, maimed through uh, racing and track injuries. And so it's to draw attention to the uh, past, present and future uh, jockeys and apprentices um, of what actually jockeys do because without jockeys, there wouldn't, any, there wouldn't be a racing industry. So it's an imp- a very important uh, job that we all do and um, it's to draw attention to, like I say, to what they do and the, the idea of the, jockeys, the National Jockeys Trust and what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Bernie, um, if people like myself who are you're, you're educating me as I uh, as I listen, and um, I, I can't think of uh, many better causes. Where would someone go that wants to donate? Where would somebody go that wants to be a sponsor? Um, I might even direct this question to BJ if uh, whoever has the answer. But um, just for any listeners that do want to um, put their hand in their pockets or or perhaps sponsor something, as uh, as you mentioned, uh, where would they head to? Uh, well, thanks, Terry, for that. Um, we've got a big website. I think BJ knows about it. So go to the website. That'll show them exactly what to do. Um, the uh, trust is uh, held in Sydney, um, and you can phone or uh, email or whatever, 
or if they see me, I can uh, tell them um, what to do. But all all they do is they can donate online or a lot of people, um, we've been very fortunate, a lot of people that have been interested in racing over the years um, have, you know, made substantial donations to the trust, uh, including, um, you know, uh, a lady, uh, just for an example, a lady, she she left about 400000 to the Jockeys Trust because she thought it was such a good cause. And wow. those sort of things have been happening all the time. And so that's where we've been able to um, build up, you know, a good substantial amount of money, et cetera. So we've been able to do what we've been able to do. So, Dad, that, that website is uh, the national, for the National Jockeys Trust is njt.org.au and you can you can donate there. And uh, it says that there's merchandise available. Are they selling merchandise at Belmont on Saturday? I don't think they are. Yep. Um I don't think they're doing that on Saturday. Okay. Um, but uh, on Saturday, the the top weight in every race will carry the um, National Jockeys Trust colours, which are orange and white, um, as a mark of respect. Um, and uh, most of the, most owners are prepared to uh, let the number one saddle cost be uh, held in the in the in the colours of the National Jockeys Trust because of the importance of the event. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, is, 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 as far as the um, the race is concerned, um, I think it's worth 100000 actually, which is a pretty good race to win. It's a small field, and um, but the idea of it is that is, the, is after, after we um, have, a, have the, like I say, the introduction of the prayers and um, the national anthem and a minute silence, um, and after I've said a few words, which will tell people who are actually on course, um, the story of what we're there for, you know. Um, and it's only once a year we do it. Um, I think the eastern states are doing it on the, the following Saturday. It's Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, uh, Darwin, um, all, all the other states in Australia will probably be doing um, what we're doing on Saturday, uh, Saturday week, because of, of, of the fact that we're just doing it the day before. So the season finishes. Yeah. So on this podcast, um, Dad's a weekly listener, especially likes jotting down the guru's tips. Um, <laughs> uh, on this podcast, we do talk about jockey split se- second decisions. We give them lots of praise as well, but we often speak about when they get things wrong and uh, and um, as punters, um, as interested onlookers, it's it's a tough gig, and um, to just yeah, like we we do get caught up in the moment when it's a results based industry, yeah. and uh, which is like we're only, we're only human, and that's and that's that's part of it. That's part of the theatre of racing as well. Um, however, I just want to add this for context to the discussion. This is this is some of the dot points of the National Jockeys Trust website. As Dad said, sadly, 890 Australian jockeys have been killed in race falls uh, since 1847. More than 200 riders are injured each year on Australian racetracks, 500 race falls annually. 89% of jockeys will have a fall that requires medical assistance during their career. 9% of jockeys have fallen more than 20 times in their career. And each year, 40% of jockeys will have a fall that will prevent them from riding five weeks or more. So the uh, National Jockeys Trust is to relieve financial hardship and provide jockeys and their and their families with support. So it's a pretty, as Terry said, it's a very worthy cause. And and um, for all us punters and racing enthusiasts out there, if you could get behind the National, National Jockeys Trust and uh, because, yeah, like the 
we um, yeah, as as those statistics suggest, like it's uh, it's a dangerous game, and um, when people uh, do fall on hard times, there's just there's not a lot there's not a lot of levers they can pull to to be able to get themselves out of sticky situations for jockeys, is it, Dad? No, that's right, BJ. And like, well, as you know, I've been uh, myself being uh, your dad, I've spent quite a bit of time in uh, Royal Perth Hospital for accidents and falls uh, over the years when I was riding. Um, and most jockeys incur the same the same thing happens, you know. Um, and you can be um, – it's the only job you actually get followed by an ambulance, um, whether it's on the track or in races. And I don't – like most punters, <laughs> and you can't blame them. Yourself, uh, yourself, they, yourself included. <laughs> yeah. When they – when it gets beaten – um, of course, the, the first person that gets the blame is the jockey because he, he didn't ride it correctly, you know. But um, that's all in, in part of the game, you know. Um, so, and we, we accept that because um, we, we, when the chips are down, people don't honestly mean it when they criticise you. Uh, but the thing is that it's such an important part of the industry that we've, when I started, um, I was I was uh, became president of the Jockeys Association in the, 1974, uh, after Ray Oliver. Now, the following year, Ray got killed in in, in a um, in the Boulder Cup. That, that's just an example. Uh, at the time, uh, we were getting, I think, twelve or fourteen dollars a losing ride. And I was I was president of the Jockeys Association for thirty years, and in that period of time, we were able to get up through negotiation, get the losing ride up to one hundred and forty-five dollars a ride, including apprentices. Uh, and wherever you ride, whether it be um, Timbuktu or wherever, you got the same jockey's fee, a riding fee, as you did in town if you're a city rider. That's now been increased. I think it's up to two hundred and twenty dollars a ride, um, which is which is fantastic, and they deserve every penny what they get. And five yeah. percent of the stakes, so yeah. that's what they rely on. Two hundred twenty-seven. I think it's two hundred twenty-seven dollars a ride at, at the moment. So two twenty-seven now, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, the the, uh, the profession has, has come a long way, and and I suppose in the old days uh, when it was all about um, you know when you when you the riding fee fee wasn't great, and it was all about you know the punt and trying to get a trying to get a result uh, for owners and trainers. Uh, through through betting more than prize money and 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 losing riders fee that to, now for the jockeys to be getting two hundred twenty seven dollars a ride and hundred dollars or so what is it for a trial fee almost a hundred dollars for a trial ride as well it's it can be quite a worthwhile profession even if you're not a William Pike or a Chris Parnham or any of the top jocks you can actually make a really good living um, you know riding in the provincial circuit on the country circuit and uh, yeah the the hard work that the jockeys associations have done over the years to um, to be united and to I don't know to state their case it it's, um, seems to have paid off and and hopefully it's it's a profession that uh, young people can um, can get involved can get involved with in time because it's a uh, Young people that are light that are interested in racing are uh, hard to find. Oh, definitely, and and um, like was not it was back in I think nineteen seventy nine uh, when um, when the first girls were allowed to ride in West Australia, um, uh, and that that came about through Linda Jones when she came over from uh, New Zealand and rode in Melbourne, and that's when it opened the door. And now you've got an apprentice school. Say there's no, there may be say twenty. Um, there at the moment, it, it, and um, probably eighteen of them are girls. Um, so that's 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 the way that the industry's changed, you know. 
Also, um, also before before we move on, can you just let the listeners know? I remember growing up, there was a front page article in one of one of your scrapbooks from a um, was it an eight or seven, eight or nine horse fall at, at Ascot? What was um what was the what was the details around that? And um, I just remember. Oh uh, yeah, well, that, I think fr- that was about um, 1974, um, eighteen hundred meter race at Ascot, and um, uh, I was um, I was running third or fourth. And uh, anyway, the, the field packed up down past the um, the half mile, and um, Glenn Davies, God rest his soul, he's not with us anymore. He he, he moved over somehow, and uh, there was a chain reaction anyway, and um, seven of us fell. And I was the third down in that fall, and it was like a battleground. Um, there was horses going everywhere and jockeys. and um, Anyway, yeah, it, it was a horrific fall, but to my knowledge, no, like, I got finished up with uh, cracked ribs and things like that. But most of us got out of it fairly well, you know, um, which was a miracle. But it was a huge form. It just goes to show you what can happen because there's a bit of a, a rule of thumb that within three minutes of a jockey falling in a race, or um, the ambulance has got to be able to get there because of fact they, they, you could run out of oxygen or something, you know. So at that particular, there was another one that occurred um, in the Cox stakes one year, um, a similar fall, a six or seven fell at about the same place at Ascot, yeah. Yeah, I think there was a there was a big pile-up in the Perth Cup a few years ago, wasn't there? There was, there was, yeah, with Ros Cayenne, I think. Yeah, that's uh, right. Cats Fund might have won that Perth Cup, yeah. actually. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Well, the, the year, uh, the year uh, Ray got killed um, in the Boulder Cup, what's called Boat, won it. Um, Harry Wolf wrote it, who's not with us anymore, Harry. Um that was a big fall too. About five fell in that. I think Frank Frank Twain was one of the first to fall in that fall, and that was going out of the straight the first time in, in Kalgoorlie, and uh, and he, that was uh, back in nineteen seventy five, and uh, when 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 Ray actually got killed, and then, um, which was tragic because a fantastic vote for Ray, and of course the father of uh, Damien and Jason, you know. Hey, Dad, you you rode through the halcyon period of West Australian horse thoroughbred horse racing mid to late 70s 80s as well uh on a brighter note let can you just give the listeners uh let them know who the who some of the great jockeys you you rode against and and who would be the the best you think you ever had the pleasure of riding against well i was lucky enough to ride in i reckon probably the best times of racing in west australia when you'd go to the races big race days all the Perth Cups I rode in, there was 50,000 people there. Um, 50,000? 50,000 50, at the race. Yeah. Just to see you. Uh, not to see me. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. And there would, be, there would have been sort of 50 bookmakers in the ring, you know. Now uh, there's about the, six. The good, I often say to, uh, to Peter McCormick, a good friend of the show, I often say to him I was born in the wrong era. I, I would have loved uh, – we love Betfair and we love our – uh, we love we love what they provide, but uh, I, I would have loved to have grown up in that era. Um, Bernie oh, you, and, you, um, you you would have been you would have you, you certainly it was so, it, it was so exciting for people to go to the races and enjoy you know the sport of, of itself. And of course, the, the bottom line, the horses, the uh, main thing of the event without the horses, there's nothing anyway. But the great jockeys that I was fortunate enough to ride for, with and against were like Roy Higgins, Harry White. Uh, Jimmy Johnson came over the exhibition stakes. Of course, Johnny Miller, um, uh, Brian Gilders came, Johnny Letts, um, Gary Willis. They all came to West Australia for the big carnivals. And um, 
and I was lucky enough I wrote a few quite a few winners for Colin Hayes, he brought horses here. Um and great trainers, Tommy Smith came every year, um, Jeff Murphy. Uh, they all came to West Australia for the racing carnival, you know. Um the Christmas did, carnival. Did you, was a did you ride against event. Lester Piggott? I did. And yes, actually when the first time Lester came here I was riding a horse called Free Bow for the vice chairman of the committee. And um, he rang me up and said, Bernie, would you do me a favour? And I said, that Mr. Scully? He said, would you get off my horse and let Lester ride it, you know? I said, we, it, I said yeah. Oh, what? He said, well, it would be good publicity, you know, if he can come here and um, ride a winner. I said, yes, it'll, it'll win for sure. I said, okay. So anyway, I got off it and um, uh, Lester came in, came along. I met Lester and he came into the jockey's room and he said, what do I do? I said, listen, Lester, it's a mile and a half. I said, jump out. You'll go straight to the final, just win, and everybody will cheer, and you'll be a hero. <laughs> and that's what happened. And that was his first win in West Australia. Free bow, the horse was called. Mm-hmm. And then I rode in races with him. He came to a couple of corner, went terrific colour. Went out to dinner with him. Um, yeah, very, uh, great rider. D- different sort of rider. Rode very short in the days when no one else did it. But uh, he he was a great horseman and 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 a very nice bloke. To, to talk to you know. And what about the modern jockeys? What are you? What are your thoughts on guys like Paul Harvey, William Pike, Chris Parnham, the, the from a West Australian point of view? And obviously, you've got a, a no doubt a strong uh, affinity for for Damien Oliver, who's been uh, a long time champion. Um, yeah, well, I think um, I think really West Australia has has produced some great jockeys. I mean, even now we're Damien Lane and these guys, Damien Oliver in Melbourne, and. Um, uh, all all the good riders that have you know that have gone east have done well, you know. Mark Zara. Um and Mark Zara is another one. He was here. Um, and as, uh, well, as far as him, uh, Will, uh, William and Paul Harvey. Well, Paul Harvey, I think Paul uh, has won uh, thirteen premierships. I think um, since uh, then, uh, William has won ten or eleven, and now Chris is going to win it this year. But like, they're, they're two great riders, you know. I mean, to last what twenty three, twenty odd years between them, winning every premiership, they're great riders. And they're they're, um, they're they're comparable to anywhere. You know, the, the Australian riders, jockeys have proved over the years they can go anywhere in the world and hold their own. So, um, you know, like a lot of them have been to uh, you know gone, gone to England and France. I think Billy Pies went to France. It was a sensational rider. Years, um, sorry, Billy Pies years ago. Um, yeah, so we've always been had great riders, and um, um, and they've been good ambassadors for particularly for West Australia. Um, so as far as like both, well, there's an example. Both William and um, Paul have gone to the Eastern States and won big races. You know, excellent. So, Dad, t- time to let you go and watch uh, Isla McGrady in the uh, cross country. I hope she gets the chocolates or a uh, podium finish. Um, one, two, three, would be nice. Uh, just want to. Yeah, I think wanna... I think Sean will be. I think Sean will be down here. Well, he's the father to watch. He, he, I think he'll be here as well to watch the race. Sean McGrady, he's riding well, Sean, which is great to see. 
Excellent. So, but yeah, all, all your hard work um, over the years for the Jockeys Association and now as part of the National Jockeys Trust doesn't go unnoticed and uh, commitment to the industry is unwavering, Dad. So congratulations on, on all your all your efforts and all your contributions to, to the game. And uh, yeah, it would be good to get you back on one day to talk about your, your Perth Cups and your uh, your successes in the saddle because I'm sure we'll have another hour or two to spare there. <laughs> yeah, thanks, PJ. But uh, yeah, just on, on, on the other hand too, on, on the race, Chaplain in West Australia was put in by the Archbishop of Perth, and I've been that for five or six years, and um, that's been um, very good. I've been able to, um, you know, contribute something along those lines too, because there's a lot of problems today with all sorts of people with mental health and things like that. So, to me, that's been uh, been a great, a great thing as well. You know? The industry is very. The I love the game, you know. Yeah, the industry is very lucky to have you, Bernie. And uh, just to repeat that website for everyone, it's uh, njt.org.au uh, for anybody that does want to donate. But, Bernie, we uh, we appreciate your time. And as BJ said, I do want to uh, chew your ear off and uh, and get mine chewed off about your uh, couple of Perth Cup successes mm. and the rest of your <laughs> career in the future. But uh, we'll let you go for now. Good luck to Isla McGruddy. And, uh, and once again, mm. thank you for, uh, for all your work um, in the industry. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, Jerry and BJ. And uh, the show's um, a great show. I listen to it every week and um, encourage everyone else to turn on uh, their one-one podcast. Are you got, you, have you got the hat on, Dad, or what? Uh, I'm about to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Have fun, Dad. Okay. Thanks, BJ. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, buddy. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview National Jockey Celebration Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are recording episode 87 of the 1-1, the West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, just before 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 29th of July, 2021. Episode 87, the devil's number, Terry. Mm. 13 away from the 100. Um, speaking of the 100. Hopefully we don't do a Michael Slater and <laughs> give it all away <laughs> it all. on 95 or something. Uh, we had a listener, Tom Marsh, on Twitter. Swampy. S- suggest that we should, <laughs> Swampy, yeah, suggest that we should do a 100-episode function. Yeah. I did the maths. If we don't miss one between now and... And episode 100, it falls on Prince of Wales Stakes Day. I think it's October 31. Uh, I reckon we should be looking at doing a function. Ascot Racecourse, sun shining, late October, big races over east. Could be anything. Yep. No, I reckon that's uh, that's a dollar ten. Um, yeah. With most bookies, I'd suggest. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's give everyone. Uh, what's that? Give everyone three months' notice as well. Yeah. When leave passes able to be. Um, to be garnered in that period of time, and um, might have to get in touch with Perth Racing, see yep. if we can find a spot for, for get a racing. race name as well. Yeah, race name. Yeah, yeah. one one hundred. One one hundred. Yeah, <laughs> we can't with something better than that. But uh, yeah, no, make it a make it a day, and um, yeah, kind of a couple of frothies and say hello to the. Uh, so yeah, so watch this space list as we're going to get onto this, and it could be a big yep. day for the one one faithful out of Ascot Racecourse to celebrate our one hundredth episode, and there might even be a name. A race named after us anyway, Terry, especially if we win the uh, Thoroughbred Media Award. That's uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
I think uh, I think we're going to have to get a groundswell of listeners to, to nominate us for the uh, Thoroughbred Racing Media Awards. If and Ian then Terry and, Terry and uh, BJ can uh, can uh, swoop on the uh, awards night and claim their trophy. <laughs> if Ian Lenton couldn't win it with the uh, the Holy Goat, Do you remember the Holy Goat? <laughs> yeah, the Holy Goat. If he couldn't win it with the Holy Goat, then I don't know. Uh, I don't know what chance we are, BJ. Well, if we're nominated, we're half a chance. Well, yeah. hey? Well, you never there know. You so uh, anyway, guys, a bit to look forward to. 100th episode on the horizon. Um, don't forget Terry's Christmas party in December, which is the talk it's, of the town. An, an, an email's been sent already. <laughs> there is actually, it's starting to be planned. I've realised I've got to get onto it. So uh, yeah, invitations will be out shortly. Yeah, we're going to have to. And then Terry floated an idea for maybe a tipping competition as mm. well. The, oh, just the, 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 king of, the king of Perth. Just the success we had. Uh, Perth Turf Talk, Chrissy Nelson, a mate of ours, used to run one. Just the success the Young Gun Rising Star Series had and a few people that messaged privately. And I know there's even even some of your some of your trainers don't mind. So Marty Allen, someone that loves to, to throw out a tip and he's uh, he's pretty cluey himself, old uh, Marty. But uh, yeah, I'd love to get sort of like a, a simply run one, but a little sort of a 10-week competition, um, free entry, and, and maybe try and get a sponsor or two on board to make it a fair old prize, plus, could, a, plus a seat at the Christmas party. We right? could get the weekly winner on for a chat just to yeah. pick their brains. Yep. Yeah, it could no, be. There's, there's plenty to it. So. Could be if, yeah, maybe so, get it to, to culminate in the 100th episode, so yeah. start from episode 90 or something. So anyway, something we'll look into. Um, more to follow. More to follow. Watch yep. this space. A uh, bit happening at 11HQ this morning. So Northern racing today apparently it's a good four find that hard to believe yeah, I, reckon, that's, that's I reckon it's wild. got to be rain affected doesn't it but that's uh, wild. anyway that's a good four. if it if it is a good four then that could be the best track in australia in, in the world <laughs> i'd suggest yeah the best drain you just the water you see, hits and did, bounces off did you see the footage from the like the floods in byford there no. was the there was flooding in suburbia every 10 Byf- yeah, it was bad yeah, it was right. real bad um carnarvon racing tomorrow mm. Belmont and Broome on. I've still got scars from Movenza not getting past that maiden. I actually just still have. I actually got I got scars from Movenza. And they, they beat the third horse by about 600 lengths. I know I already mentioned this several times, but dear. Do, do you wake up with cold sweats? Oh, I do. Movenza! Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't understand what, uh, what happened there. But uh, anyway, that's racing. That's racing. Bel- Stay tuned. Hang on, wait. Well, take- Sorry. Belmont Broome on Saturday. Kalgoorlie meeting on Sunday. And it's Port Headland Cup Day it's on Sunday happening. as well. Yeah, it's all Be- happening. Busy, busy time. It's all happening. Paul Luck will be there, won't he? Paul, Paul Edlin Cup. I reckon. I, I reckon he's he going. Yeah. I wonder if his horse is going around. What's his horse? Ooh, I ran second. Lickety uh, split? Yeah, lickety split. We've just got a message. I've just got a message pop up on WhatsApp. Hopefully, lickety split gets a mention in the podcast in Sunday's Richardson Sprint oh, in Headland. There you go. LOL. Uh, there you go. I'm sure about it. It's one thing as well, just going to bake anyone that uses LOL. I, I just think once you hit, once your age doesn't end with the word teen, you can't use LOLs. Really? That's my thought process. Just mine. Have you ever? You know? Did you ever use it when you were a teen? Though? Nah, I was. I was. I'm a. When you were playing. Younger. When you were playing Snake on your Nokia. Right? I, used to you? love, I was a gun at Snake as oh, well. Really? Yeah. Could, you could always play with me, Snake. Was anyone <laughs> fella? Believe me. <laughs> oh yeah, I can believe that you were, you would be handy with that. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. so um, yeah, so yeah. Good luck to Paul Huckle, friend of the yes. podcast. Shout out to Paul and Lickety Split, Port Hedland on Sunday. Yeah, all happening. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget our new look champs and challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Bj. Matt Price versus Tom Wolf. Looking forward to that one. Mm. National Jockey Celebration Day at Belmont this Saturday. It is the last day 
of the racing season, July 31. And happy birthday to all the horses on Sunday, the 1st of August. So all the thoroughbreds anyway. So uh, I think the standard breads might have theirs in September. I don't believe in, in that, September. Way, that's in grouping them all on the, the 1st of August. You know, like that's, when they, well, that's when they change age in a race. Well, they all have their own individual ages. Mm. So they're born on the day. Their, their birthday is the day they were born. You know why? Think about if you break that down, birthday. Just the way they age, so we can group them in horse racing. Mm. Would have been a big believer in that. Not that the horses probably have any idea when their birthday is, but I'd like it if they were celebrated individually and not as one group. What's Dig Deep's birthday? I wouldn't have a clue. Oh, <laughs> surely, surely that's uh, that's like it's, big, it's big, big circle around it in the calendar. Colin would know. Hey, Colin would know. Piercing. Oh, Colin, big Colin. Colin yeah, know. yeah, big Colin. Know. He'd. Uh, He'd be out there with a few carrots right now. Happy birthday to all the horses yep. this this, uh, okay. <laughs> this Sunday and uh, yeah and also uh, lastly yeah. before we get get moving forward, mm. Chris Parnham has he got that Australian Jockeys Premierships pass? Well, What's, what, where are we at? Where are we? At? I think he was four up last I looked. Yeah, um, Scotty Embry, who's now managing him, has got him a great book at Carnarvon on. <laughs> Friday, it was his his rides. He had a broom. I, I I just looked at him before he went. And I knew he was. They were just horrid rides. I, I think he rode four. one second. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, he had four very very sticky rides. But he's on some form horses, horses that should be peaking. Um, so yeah, but uh, it's interesting. You can you notice the broom. Some of his were over bet. There isn't much Chris can do out there. You've just got to hope the horse is happy on the day. You got to horse hope the horse gets through the going and uh, just doesn't Did basically you... get behind any others and. So, Cop the dirt in the face. Chris Barnum, uh, as we record, is on 197 winners. Mm. Blake McDougall remains on 191 and a half. Oh, so, it's all over. Yeah, he should be. Cancel, cancel can, the flight. Can we do the early crow? Home? Yeah, he's home. He's, uh, he's got a few good ones at um, Northern today. I'll say yeah, a couple of around. A few today. nice rides on Saturday as well. So. Yeah, should finish off strong. Yep. 200 winners for the reckon season. He'll win by, reckon he'll win by a little... Uh, Little gap job as well. Yeah, I'll sit up on the line, give it to Mitchy Pateman. Yeah, yeah. yeah congratulations. What a what a uh, Mitchy Pateman's up in Broome this week as well. Very saw speeding comment. Very good. Yeah. Uh, one thing you did mention too as mm. well is that uh, William Pike is going to Kalgoorlie on Sunday. Yeah, he and is. is this a stake in the ground moment for the Wizard? First day of the new racing season, he's off to Kalgoorlie. Do you think he's trying to make a statement? I don't know why he's going, but I'm putting it down to the fact that uh, I think his partner Jess owns Pink and Purple mm. um, and he's obviously been booked to ride Pink and Purple. So I'd say he's gone up there for a, a pretty good mount um, and to, uh, to keep a... Uh, he keep his, keep his better half happy. Yeah. Think, so. so it's not him saying, uh, you know. That's what? my guess. I don't know. But you, you're right. It could be. Uh, but my guess is, is it's mainly about. Um, do, you reckon, do you reckon the wizard would concern himself with premierships? Not as much as some might know. Mm. I think he. Um, he's you asking him how many. Ask him how many group ones he's won. He's still not a hundred percent certain. He has mm. to think about it. And um, yeah, he he very much is the cliche of he's worried about the next race and he's. Uh, yeah, I think at the end of his career he'll look back and with a fair bit of pride, but I don't think he's someone that concerns himself about it too much. That's my, my feel okay. as his future manager. So the last day of the 2020-2021 racing season at uh, – and we've got Belmont National Jockey Celebration mm. Day. The rail is out in the six-metre position, 16 degrees maximum, a bit chilly, but uh, it's been a wet old week. I think there's a bit more rain coming maybe today, mm. maybe tomorrow. What would you allow uh, for in the, uh, in the rail? In the rail, in the um, – Six, seven, eight, six, we, seven, eight. We got four to ten Thursday, and we haven't had any yet, so I think they must all be coming this evening. Um, we've got eight to 15 Friday, and we got eight to 15 Saturday. Six to ten Sunday, it doesn't matter because we're not racing Sunday. That's a lot of um, 
That's a lot of rain, BJ. Um, in saying that, I allowed for a soft seven at Northern today and they're racing on a good four. Yeah. But uh, I reckon it's got to be a uh, – yesterday got downgraded to a heavy eight. It's got to be a heavy eight. It could be a heavy nine. And um, the big thing is we, we've seen these wet tracks recently, but it hasn't necessarily been raining during the meet. Mm. When it rains during the meets, and all, uh, it's a different kettle of fish. Um, You're right, actually, because we've been pretty blessed. So, we have yeah. been. Yeah, you'll yep. find as well when it rains during the meet. Uh, well, I find that when it rains during the meet, those that can race on speed and, and handle the going, very hard to get past. It's very hard to have a sharp uh, turn of foot and a bit of acceleration in the conditions where you're uh, you're your feet are getting stuck in the ground occasionally. So. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, trying trying to accelerate on sort of half shifting yeah, services. Exactly, yeah, exactly right. So mm. those uh, those tough animals on speed, we'll have a look for those. But uh, let's get stuck in, BJ. Small car, but I, to be honest, I like it. Okay, race one is the Fuller Fitness Handicap. Ratings 78 plus over 2,000 metres. Five runners, three of them are wearing the famous Cerise and White. This is a good race. Um, there's only five, so it's not going to excite too many, but um, this is a good race, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. From a betting point of view, there isn't much we can do here. Um, I spoke about Tina Kutu a few weeks ago, VJ. Uh, it uh, went around about $2.20, $2.30, and I, I was concerned it would lead, and we go, well, how is a horse? We think it's probably the best horse in the race, but it hasn't led before. Um, it hasn't been in that position over the, over the 2,000 metres. Do we really want to be? We might be seeing a similar situation here with Zaratite mm. um, from Barrier Five. I think the two options for Bob here are either one, Treasured Crown goes forward and leads the race and just sets up the bunny for Zaratite, uh, or two, Zaratite goes forward um, and leads. If Zaratite goes forward and leads, I don't want to be taking a dollar seventy. I still think it can win. Don't get me wrong, but um, I just I just feel this is a risky betting proposition here. Um, one horse that cannot win the race under any situation is Treasured Crown. It will not be suited in a five-horse sprinting staying affair. Treasured Crown just is is along with Bella's Idol is the two horses that can't win this race. So I thought I thought Brad Willer might lead on Bella's Idol. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah potentially. So well, what, let, let them try. Let, and yeah, but it still uh, means something's got to end up in the breeze. Um, is that Zaratite? Or if, the, or if they they might end up in a five file, single yeah. fire yeah, potentially. Well, where, that, where does Pike end that up? race? Because Treasured Crown he's drawn the wider, so for Pike he's probably got to go breeze, or he's probably got to go to last. And last in a five horse field isn't an issue. Yeah, I I think he settled so well on a slow tempo. Um, when he had to settle on a slow tempo recently, I last think it's, I'd love yeah. to, I'd love to see him just drop it out. Yeah, if I was on Zaratite at the dollar seventy, which I won't be at that price, I'd love to see him just drop it out. There was a um, similar five horse field, and I think the race was I might have even been four horse field. Bella's right, Idol held up the entirety. Mar Maricino, Maricino yeah. Bella's Idol, Double Digit, double digit and Mackenzie Mackenzie Brooks. Oh, Mackenzie Brooks yeah. tailed off. Yep. So I think Pike did ride. Um, Maricino quite patiently on that occasion. Uh, Saucy Jack led and um, Bella's Idol sort of tracked. Yeah, that was quite a fast race actually. So tactics, tactics. I, I just thought uh, Brad, Brad Ruilla might throw caution to the wind and send Bella's Idol straight to the front and try to try to uh, make it into a staying contest. But either way, I, I can't see William Pike getting uh looking for runs between horses again on Zaratite. He'll be pretty keen to keep this fellow in uh <laughs> open air, galloping room. And if he gets the room he requires, I think it's uh it's game set match Zaratite. Does it worry you if Zaratide ends up in the breeze and and let's put a horse like True Attraction 
um, right on its hammer, a horse that we know that runs really slick final 200s, um, back up to the staying trip, which should suit at this stage of the journey. Uh, loves the slop, ticks a lot of boxes, true attraction mm. from a point where it'll only probably be a length of Zaratite. And if Zaratite has to do some of the work, albeit likely not on the hottest of tempos, does that does that concern you to some degree? You worry that true attraction might be close enough to uh, cause a, a mini upset? Yeah, true attraction's the big the the main danger for mine. I marked yep. him second favourite. Yeah, me too. Not this small field. His effort over twenty two hundred metres, two starts ago. The way that he was able to gun down Fura last said uh, last start over a mile. Um, obviously, the Ramoli, the the Pike to Ramoli thing is is going to be is um, significant. Uh, and Zaratite just for me, I think Zaratite what probably wins by minimum length, length and a half. Last Saturday, if everything goes. Oh yeah, every, everything goes his way. I I get the impression that Zaratite's a really talented horse on, on the rise. Yeah, so I think Zaratite's the best in the race, but I... You think if, if True Attraction uh, stalks yeah, it... Yeah. if Zaratite has to lead them up or has to... Yeah. Has to it's a different settle, different kettle of fish, so it'll be interesting. I do think they're trying to... Pike was booked for Zaratite very quickly. So yeah. There was no uh, thinking about which way he was going to go, and that's understandable after it was absolutely a good thing licked seven days ago, but um, you'd think they're trying to get Zaratite's rating up, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if Treasure Crown is the one that always carts them up here and... Um, they ride Zaratite to, to have the final crack and Pike puts it into the race from the, I don't know. That's the thing. What, we're, what, we're betting into a race where the a, same owner's got three of them. So the owner's going to, I mean, True Attractions one can't lead, so yeah. they won't lead. Um, but either one of Treasure Crown Lonsdale Lady won't lead. No, one's long, exactly exactly yeah. right. It's both vets' orders. Yeah. The fact it can't jump. Um, Treasure Crown and Zaratite both begin reasonably well enough. Um, and there's obviously Bella's Idol. A lot so. hinges on what they do with Bella's Idol. The whole yeah. race depends on it. Sticky, yeah. sticky race to bet in at, at the price. Zaratite. I'm too. I think I'm the same. I do think Zaratite will win, yeah. but I'm. I just think it's a bit risky because yeah. we just in these. I was two. Fields. I was two dollars. I'm two twenty-five Zaratite. Yeah. I'm three eighty. True Attraction. It's five fifty. Best I can see. Here. I was so, three three fifty. True Attraction. Yeah. There you go. So. Yeah, this is one of those, and I, I'm always preach back the value, back the value, back the value, but. I, I think I just think Zaratite will win the race. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the plan will be exactly, but uh, yeah, the five fifty true attraction will probably get me for something. But um, good race to watch and three very progressive stayers, BJ. All right. So for those who were interested in the who listened to the Bernie Ryan interview and, and interested in the uh, cross country result, uh, those there she go podium uh, saluted. Oh. Yeah, it was a it was panels of fencing back to second. Oh, so, dearie, man. Yeah, Arla McGrady is the inter inter school uh, cross country champion. I think she's year four or year five, and uh, yeah, bolted in. Oh, well done to to Isla Mac. Yeah, that's incredible stuff. Few of the few of the post race first winner for the day. Few of the post race photos have come through, and everyone's yeah. wearing their one one hats. So they're <laughs> <laughs> have to get them on the tweet. I think I like that. That's very good stuff. So congratulations, Isla, cross country inter school champion, and uh, yeah, and Cups gave every all the listeners the early mail there. And, he did. Uh, <laughs> he certainly did. He certainly did. All right, race two, Tab Touch, West Speed Platinum Handicap over the twelve hundred meters. Last Saturday, OBH got stretched out to the 1,400 metres and was just about home before being gunned down late by Mr. Mount Walker in a driving finish. Quick back up, back to 1,200 metres, which probably suits him a bit better. Um, well, yeah, his record would suggest that to be the case. Uh, 
does he find the front again, OBH, and is he a horse that you'll be looking at playing, mm. Guru? Yeah, OBH off the seven-day backer is, oh, well, you trust the stable. They know what they're doing there. Uh, they know the horse well. Uh, a few feet issues and whatnot. So the seven days is is something of a concern for me. Holly and Lactar to Keshaw. Uh, I've probably got Keshaw just on a slightly lower rung than those two. Uh, uh, the, 14. the replacement was required due to an injury to Holly Watson? Yeah, Holly's out for the week, I think it is. Is so, that yep. some sort of back issue maybe? Yeah, I'm not yeah, too sure. Not I thought I heard sure. Darren say it was a back issue on the, on mm-hmm. the call yesterday. Um, just a few slight um, queries in that sense. Um, a key for OBH here will probably be crossing I'm Icy. Yep. If you watch how they ride I'm Icy, they're desperate to lead. It's just that the poor bug is not that quick early. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll ride the ears off I'm Icy to try and lead. But um, an OBH is a horse that can miss a step occasion. Mm. It'll be a little bit slowly away. So it'll either lead or um, breeze. breeze outside of I'm Icy. Um, and yeah, it's, a, it's a thin old race so after that. So the horse that knocked off OBH last Saturday was Mr. Mount Walker. who yep, landed got a 10. The, who landed in the box seat. Yeah. Uh, followed OBH, peeled. So does this – Look around look around third and fourth, Megadon and Black Lightning. It was a thin old, thin old race. So classy macro – Mm. Three wide, no cover, both runs to kick off its preparation. Draws one on Saturday. It's going to be horse. That, it's going to be horse that tags the leader. Uh, it's going to be the in the box. Yeah, uh, the well, classy macro is clearly the on top of for me. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, the concern from the speed map point of view is Stevie Parnham will try and lead on icy. Peter might see that occurring, um, have to let him cross, but then if OBH does jump well uh, and OBH once accelerating probably goes quicker than I'm icy and it just could leave us three back the fence, which is always a sticky spot to be in. But, um, but yeah, it doesn't mean it's unwinnable. From mm. Three back the fence. I'm icy might even try and pop out to the breeze. Uh, looks like Magic has raced forward in the past. It was super Huge. on a cold pad last time yeah. out. Um, clearly relished the conditions. Uh, it's it's one she's one if Classy Macri doesn't really get to the backable price that I need um, she's one I might look at late on Betfair if we're talking twenty dollars type thing I threw know? her in my leg up as well could be the blowout yeah hundred yeah. percent so but no I'm I'm definitely with Classy Macro. I've got her as long as I could at three dollars sixty that price includes the fact that she could be three back the fence that price includes that I'm not I'm not too concerned about the fence for Barrier One on a heavy uh, for race two on a heavy track because it won't be too chopped up by then so it should be okay. But I should have I should have noted this at the start, BJ. Last time we raced at six meters, which we are on Saturday, that was that. If you were on the fence, you couldn't run a whole day. Right. So just with the rain around as well, I'm I'm weary of that. We're getting some pretty hot lanes. We're at eleven yesterday, and um, wide was not the place to be at all yesterday, even on the bog track. So uh, there are some concerns in that sense, and I'm trying not to let it affect my early decision making processes too much because that that cooks you mentally. Um, but it's classy macro for me. I'd, I'd love to have the back of OBH um, ideally, and with with clear running and a softer uh, a softer going transit. I think they went eight lengths quicker to bench. It's a, as you said. Yeah, that was a, that was a fast race. That vital vital blast race. Lies and deception yeah. and fiery water both absolutely shut the bed. Yeah, um, with a long way to go and. Um, went super to, to box on um, like uh, like he did after after an absolute bucket load of support as well. So I was hoping it might be missed a little bit here and we could see some five bucks to feel comfortable. But um, I think there's around four around at the moment. Look, it's probably a bet, but it's not one I'm going to be going over the top with. But classy yeah. macro for me. I like classy macro. One thing I'm interested to know, I was going back through its recent runs. Last start, Christy Bennett. Prior to that, Patrick Carberry. Prior to that, Maddie Derrick. Prior to that, Joe has a party, and prior to that, Brad Ruilla. Continuity. 
<laughs> wouldn't would be handy. But I think um, Nucky Pete Nucky's ridden this horse well before. Classic Macro. Yeah, Jared Noski and Matty Derrick are the yeah. two winning riders. Um, but Peter Nucky does do a fair bit of riding for Stephen um, Stephen Rowe. Rowe. So yeah. um, look, I'm. Yeah, happy going uh, that way, but um, just a few little queries at him, not make it a complete diving job, um, especially a smaller trainer as well. It's it's always uh, adds to the price to some degree, but I couldn't get it any longer. That was the longest price. Three sixty. It was three sixty. Yeah, I was so. three. I was three fifty. So classy yeah. macro for me to knock off OBH looks like looks like magic. Too good. Uh, the run was too good to ignore. First up for Bruce Hyde. Yeah, uh, down to fifteen, sixteen. She looks can like magic uh, now. If she well, so. she she replicates, she'll go close. Yeah, the mind tricks well in the market, but just note that the pads are on. So buyer beware. Race three is the barn martial arts and fitness plate. The barn. See you down there often, BJ. A little bit of jujitsu. Actually, I made it to the gym for the first time in a while yesterday. And How'd um, you go? I've got a bit of work to do. Yeah. I've got a lot of work to yeah. do. Yeah. You're yeah. bursting out of that shirt. It looks like it's going to rip yeah. apart. Protein shakes, mate. You know how it goes. No. Uh, the uh, Yeah, it was good to get get out of the house and do some do some fitness, yeah. actually. Yeah. That's what I got in my house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the leaf. The lead, the, the lair. The barn. The barn. M- martial arts and fitness. Might, oh. might have to go check it out. Mm. This is a two-year race, 1,300 metres. Search and Rocks is a nice filly. David mm. Harrison, not many trainers uh, going better than him at the moment. He is no flying. And this filly is chasing a third straight win. We also have a very intriguing debutant in the Cerise and White Colours called Fine Romance. Has trolled up nicely. But there's a couple other – there's – Couple of the last start winners, and there's a bit of bit of form to be, um, I guess, reviewed in this barn martial arts and fitness play. There's not a bad little race this for a winter two rod thirteen hundred meter race, Terry. But I guess um, most people will be thinking that Search and Rocks uh, will be making it three straight. Yeah, I think uh, if Searching Rocks doesn't train off from the good draw, um, the map around it looks really nice too. Yep. I think Mount Nash will push forward. Top of the mountain comes across. Forever Autumn from the wide gate probably races prominently, I'd say. I reckon outside leader Forever so Autumn. So do I, yeah. So for me, it looks like a little 1-1 for Curiel and Searching Rocks. Um, I'm, I'm wary about it. Brad went up 3.20 this morning. It took a little, took me a little allotment of that, which will be a little saver on the race. So um, not... Um, not uh, Complaining uh, there, but uh, look, it's just, there's always just some concern about a two-year-old winning three in a row. You know, they just it's, they do train off eventually, but it's his fourth is, fourth run for the prep. Yeah, this yep. is the stable you wanted in, though, isn't it? So yep. handle the going, uh, looks to Matt well, and yeah, should be very very hard to beat again. Um, I can't have the majority of the others. I can't have Forever Autumn winning from the breeze, like you said. It's a six fifty is way under the odds. Mount Nash was unlucky last start, but to me, it looks like CJP has opted to ride for a non-Durant runner, which tells you a story about what they think of that runner. Uh, Eaton Search and Rocks had leaders back in the 1-1 two starts ago and uh, Search and Rocks was stiff. Mount Nash got every chance and Search and Rocks beat Mount Nash comfortably. So hard to see it turning the table with this wall weight swing. Um, Kenny Jack can run a race. Went around a wild price midweek. Yeah, big week. price. Wasn't wild it? price midweek. Um, last Wednesday, Fine Romance will garner some support and I'm really glad it's in this race because it chews up market percentage, BJ. But we, we saw... One that we're all looking forward to going around yesterday called Treasured Star go around. It went well enough on debut. I mean, it started the dollar sixty. Then we saw a horse that trialed, 
trolled poorly for me. It just trolled like a horse, uh, real danger. And it went around at four bucks or something, yeah. something wild, something wildly thin. And um, hard, yeah. hard to. Hard to win on debut, and it's hard to win on debut against horses that are fit, happy, and healthy. So Fine Romance looks a nice horse. Will probably be a good horse. Bob's you can never write off, but um, but they're never the they're, they're never ready ready to go on exactly debut. Right. Only the really, 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 really good ones. Um, exactly. And most of them, most of the really good ones win midweek as well. They knock off little midweek opposition. So I'm, yeah, we, the good ones nearly get beaten on debut yeah. too, and some of them do get beaten on debut. Well, I mean, um, it doesn't. It's not. It's not the be all and end all for them. Exactly so it's right. it's all part of a bigger bigger scheme or a grander plan for the Cerise and White. But Fine Romance for the Pedigree Buffs is a full to full sister to Pure Devotion mm. who ran second in the W Oaks and, and then the Natasha. Pure Devotion was a slow sort of beginner. She yep. needed a few runs to, to show her best in the ground as well. So, um, But, I mean, the trials have been really, really good. This looks a nice horse, Fine Romance. 100% however, it does. The, however, Search and Rocks. When it won two starts ago, it got back, uh, came with a three-wide run, swooped and smashed him. Last start, uh, sort of 1-1 almost, uh, got held up, had to had to quicken through a gap on the inferior part of the track. It was a good win. It was a good, good win. This this horse has got, got some proper talent, Searching Rocks. Yep. So as Terry said, if she holds form, Harrison flying, if Searching Rocks holds from form from the draw, super confident Kira Ewell on board. Bloody hard to be. Yeah, um, I was three thirty though. So oh, were you? Yeah, I was two forty. So I was uh, yeah, I was two forty, and I could have, I would have had it shorter. I just, I, I factored in the risk. Yeah, with the two year old. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised a little bit. In, in saying that, I'm eleven dollars fine romance. So yeah, are, I you, was, are you second pick? Second pick, fine yeah. romance. Yeah. So my, my second pick uh, is a horse called Success Play, and mm. I think this might be one of the best, uh, better value bets for the day. It's only a point or two below Mandy territory at the time of talking. So hopefully it drifts. In the next hour or so, BJ, and then mm. I can use it at the enemy. My man, he was uh, skidding tins last week and yes. ended up paying $10. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> bless his little heart. It was a, um, yeah, interesting old day. Skin and tins. I only had two winners on the day, skin and tins and um, and the horse that beat Trojan Crown. Again, we just spoke about price in that race and said if either of them get out to something silly. And I, I remember saying $5 Treasured Crown and someone laughed at me. Mm. I, or I might have said to say, I can't it was on the podcast or to someone else and um, end up getting it. nearly touched six bucks. It's just over betting and we got lucky, let's be honest. But um, anyway, digressing, success play here. Um, I've got a clear second elect on debut. I think a few people might forget the debut run because it was a fair while ago now. It was actually on Railway Stakes Day. Uh, it was a day where nothing made any real ground. A lightning fast Ascot track came from dead last on debut. It was it was the run of the day. Like, it was simply the run of the day. Um, went for a spell straight away. Came back and it was ridden forward first up in a little seven-horse Northern Maiden, which on paper doesn't look like a good thing to run third in. But there was a horse three deep pestering. Um, there was the leader. So it was sandwich. You know, you yeah. get that sandwich run. I ne never liked that. Uh, boxed on well to run third. The winner was Hoyan. Group three winner Hoyan. And the second horse we haven't seen again since was a horse called Serviceman. Is that the Bob McPherson yeah, horse? Yeah, who, who came from last and was um, might have been a nice horse. We, we don't know. what's. I'm not sure what's happened with Serviceman. Mm. Whatever happened to. Um, but I, I'm not too perturbed about that effort i think it was quite a nice effort might be a better horse ridden cold as well um came out in the magic millions after that blinkers went on and was beaten a long way never a happy horse spelled instantly you're always happy to put lines through two-year-old runs like that when they're spelled instantly two trials this time in and it's funny stuff bj both of those trials and i look for the barrier draws in trials because it sort of dictates where they have to settle mm -hmm. drew the widest in both barriers i don't know how 
they come up with who settles where in the barriers or draws where in the barriers. But drew the widest in both. Showed enough gate speed, but Chrissy Parnham's first trial sat four deep the trip, found the line really nicely. Um, second trial hit the line really, really well behind Tricks of the Trade, who came out and, um, and won yesterday. Look, from barrier one, it lands leaders back, three back the fence, one of those two spots. It's early in the day, so... Again, unless the fence is um, quicksand, um, I've got no issue early in the day being in that spot. Love the two trials, and I love the fact that he's on th- he's thirteen hundred meters uh, is the go here for him uh, after two trials. One trial or fresh at thirteen hundred, that might be difficult. Um, he's a real point of difference horse just uh, on that on that first up run, and it's uh, wild that he's eighteen nineteen bucks. For ultimate me. gear change as well. The ultimate gear change. Oh, he's 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 lost him. Doesn't stop Spotty from trying to read everything that's around. That's it, to be Interesting honest. Interesting that they kept him a cult, um, Neville Parner, but he, uh, pe- I, I imagine people have laughed at Neville for keeping horses like Playing God and God Has yeah. Spoken and Rommel Colts. And now Playing God and Rommel are like two of the leading sides in, in mm. WA. So I wonder, wonder if they this horse had shown them enough to keep as a cult and they were – then it was just got to a point where his racing career depended on him being um, being a gelding, really. So, yep. but yeah, forgotten so, so, runner, a hundred percent. I backed him both starts last prep. Um, so die actually in the uh, in the Mimmer, Magic Million. It's actually drifting as we speak, so I'm I'm probably going to get that price. Nineteen dollars. I'm looking now. So yeah, yeah wild. He, he's uh, he's a massive chance. It does look um, for me. I went searching rocks and the big watch on fine romance. But what can, price were you? Um, Success player, yes, nine dollars. Yeah, I'm six. So I was six fifty out of five fifty initially too. I wobbled yep. that round a bit. I mean, just 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 looking at the horses above it, top of the mountain had every chance in that leader bias track. Forever Autumn's going to have to race in the breeze after getting leaders back. Candy Jackson, nice winner. I got that third. I got actually got that third in line. The seven fifty is my mark. Uh, mountain Ash, telling that CJP's hopping off an Adam Durant runner. BJ, I, yep. I find that really telling. And then American Trooper, I think's a nice enough horse, but um, from the draw, it's, it's going to be difficult. And I'm I'm clearly taking on fine romance. So. Yeah, um, I think that's I think that's where our prices. That's why I've yeah. ended up in well, the, still, in the threes even, for even, searching rocks. Still double, was, it's still double your price at the moment. So oh yes, um, uh, success play hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm really really happy being on here. Definitely no moral or anything of that nature. But uh, price wise. Wild stuff, getting this nearly 20 bucks, BJ. So success play each way for me with the value. Okay, so we forgot to mention in our, in our intro just be- um, before, Terry, Betfair Edge. Who are you, who are you getting on the uh, the Betfair Edge tomorrow? Oh, I haven't organised it yet. SEN, it's Miles a- Fitzner, Terry Layton, the, uh, an hour's WA Racing show there. Did you hear last week what Michael again, Jeremy said? Tell us. He told us reflectivity will go forward and be very hard to run down. It'll run a big race. So I didn't have a cent on. I wasn't that smart. Mm-hmm. Each way. What price? Um, Place. Uh, one of the owners, Chrissy Nelson, uh, one of our good mates. Mm. Um, Friend of the shout out to He Chris. said he took $17 a hole. Uh, but, yeah, it was a very funny. I don't know if you can – it'd still be on there last yeah, week's yeah, episode, yeah. wouldn't it? Go back and listen to the Michael and Jan Jemmy interview. And uh, we discussed um, the molten plunge up in Broome as well. It's only a little 10-minute interview. It's not a longie. We've only got a short show. But um, that was very actually – yeah, that was my favourite one thus far. And um, Cripper was on uh, a little holiday. Um, so we had uh, we do a little segment at the end, just Cripper's corner. Cripper's sniper, he gives us his best uh, for the weekend and he was away. So we threw it to the Young Gun, Rising Star uh, rising Series rising star series winner. Is that right? That's, yeah. That's right. Latham Anderson. And um, he got his gun out and went bang. 
Nobel Lawrence. One bet, one one tip, one bet, about six bucks. Off you went. So if Cripper ever uh, pulls Amy again, we've got uh, an adequate replacement. Mm. It's good to see the lads getting a yell. And Riley's still doing God, his thing. God well. bless Lucy. God bless Lucy. Hey. It, was a, it was a nice old ride. Um, I don't think the rail was necessarily that crash hot either. So, um, yeah, cracking, cracking ride. But um, all's well. All is well. All's Bet well. for Edge. Fridays, Terry Layton, Miles Fitzner. Download the app. Very good. Race, good plug. <laughs> race four like is the WAJA Handicap, West Australian Jockeys Association Handicap, 72 plus 1,600 metres. And uh, the Spruker, one of the revelations of the winter, mm. he is going for a fifth straight Metropolitan victory um, and the Connections will be hoping for another little, more, not so little, another significant West Speed bonus before he turns four on Sunday, Guru. Yeah, well, the Connections of this horse have been absolutely kissed on the willy, haven't yeah. they? Um, yeah, uh, it's a really nice horse. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But uh, that last, Sean McGrady has ridden uh, him a treat and even last start went to the breeze on a day he needed to be forward and he's, he's fallen past uh, Kelly's Callisto. It was a tremendous steer. Um, I was speaking to you yesterday on the on the blower and I told you I think this is the this is where the uh, the streak comes to an end though, BJ. Um, this race to me looks a pretty simple setup in regards to Fura rolling. Kelly's Callisto in the breeze. Um, I think the Spruker can grab the back of Fura, which is a really nice spot Good to spot. be in running. And I think Pitcher Perfect can then probably stalk the Spruker. That should be the race. Those three, the Fura, the Spruker, Pitcher Perfect. In my mind, Fura will give a big kick. Um, can carry weight. Um, yeah, absolutely no issue with the kick the Fura is going to give. And the fact he'll put in a massive sight. Um, but for me... With the little weight swing, second up. These Bob Peters runners, and we're seeing money come for them too because they are just handling these conditions so much better than every other horse. And Picture Perfect finishes a lot closer with any luck last start. It looks to have come back because you go back to the trial before that now and you go, well, that was pretty sharp too. I think it might have come back a better horse. And Picture Perfect's a clear favourite for me here. And um, it's a rarity that we get um, – a nice price. It was six bucks as much as this morning. I'm, mm. I'm still waiting to hear if I'm on yet. It'll probably be on at four fifty, but that's okay. I'm three dollars, and um, yeah, I'm confident. Picture perfect can get the job done, and Fury is the biggest danger for me, and it's above my price too. So potentially could even save Fury. Big go, picture perfect four fifty. Get your money back, Fury at about four bucks, and take on the Spruker. I'm six bucks a Spruker. Okay. I was equal favourite, the Spruker and Pitcher Perfect, and mm -hmm. I put Pitcher Perfect on top because I knew that the Spruker would uh, be starting favourite, um, or will be opening favourite anyway, but very hard to ignore the way that Pitcher Perfect sort of worked home in limited galloping room in the straight, sort of got squeezed up between runners, but still, if you watch the replay, watch the last 50 metres, mm. he sort of comes from half length behind special choice and canvas and ends up like blousing them for, for fourth. Beyond me next start, it right? Was. I loved I loved the when he got chopped, how he picked up and sprinted. I went back through Picture Perfect's mm. start by start form and it's interesting. All his form is basically two thousand meters, eighteen hundred meters yep. plus. So for him to start first up at fourteen hundred meters, is that a change we in We see this, don't we? Yeah it's it's, it's we see this. Yeah, it's a, yeah. is it a change in philosophy? What's going on here for That's my philosophy. For Grant Alana Williams. So but he, you're right, Terry. He does. He did look. He did look um, 
sort of in the zone in his trials. And then he brought that to, to race day the other day. In this small field with Fuhrer rolling along and Kelly's Callisto applying pressure and making it a genuine mile, how does that impact the Spruker at his first chance at a mile at the end of a really long and successful campaign? The Spruker's gonna get the gun run, but is he gonna be strong enough with 58 kilos at the end of a mile to withstand Picture Perfect, who's just gonna stalk with Pike conserving and just getting a last crack at them? He has to catch the Führer and then hold off pictures. Yeah, exactly. the two. If he can, if he can win this, then like yeah, too good. I'll doff, I'll doff my cap. Too good, but you're I'll right. Like he's what he is two two sixty five at the moment. I'm I'm actually upwards of six dollars the Spruker here, so that's wildly short for the Spruker. Yeah, uh, but look, I I don't want to knock the Spruker. He's such a good little horse, but I'm, I'm with you too. I think this race is just the way that the setup is and the. The, the way that the race is going to play out, it does look as though Picture Perfect is going to be the most advantaged. And if you go back through Picture Perfect's runs, uh, his two best performances to my eye were his last start. I really like that first, yeah. even though he ran fourth. And um, the other time was when he was backed off the map, it was on a soft seven. Um, so he's two times on a soft seven heavy eight. Which is that when he won? It is when he won, yep. yeah. Yeah, Mont- and who he beat uh, on, and don't forget that was a wet track, soft seven, obviously. Divine, Divine Shadow, Shadow. Yeah. who came out, next time he came out in a wet track, won the... Pinjara Cup by six lengths or something like that. So that makes that form look even better. So uh, I didn't think, it, it I did is, not think I'd be excited. It is 2,200-meter form though, isn't it? It's interesting that I just um, – yeah, we'd love to know yep. the – the while we're going the slow build up this prep in comparison He's just to, come back a better horse. Maybe, yeah. Not a horse, He's always, a horse. always looked like there was something there with Picture Perfect. Maybe as a as a late maturing sort of five year old heading into his six year old season, we might start seeing the best of him. But yeah, especially from a price point of view, I, I think I think we got to have a go at this picture perfect. That six dollars earlier was wild. Um, Fear for me is the main danger. Um, leading, kicking, off and going. Always worry second up, long spell. But that first up hit out on the thirteenth of July. Um, that was almost like a run on its own, going around in a minute 01.92 on a heavy eight. So that's probably less of a factor. So picture perfect. If, if the Fury gets out to over four bucks, I'm going to chop and um, not lose on the race and really take on the Spruker. Okay. All right. Picture perfect for the both of us in race four. Let's take a break and we'll come back with the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Stay with us. It's now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. That's right, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, if you're in the neighbourhood, up in the hills, drop in, see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day and let him know that you listen to the 1-1 and he'll roll out the red carpet for sure and certain. Last week, it was Matt Price. He went stride for stride with Timmy Marlowe and got his nose in front right on the line, exactly when it counts. Um, and today, he faces off against a young man with a strong pedigree in Tom Wolf. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Hey boys, how are we? Good, Tommy, it's good to have you on. Um, how are the confidence levels heading into uh, heading into the showdown with a, a fairly um, a race fit customer, someone that uh, has taken all before him thus far? Yeah, I'm not sure. Hopefully you can uh, sneak a few Steve Wolf trivia questions in the same <laughs> to help me out. But I don't know. We'll see how we go. Well, I actually did the questions this week, and I don't know what order BJ's going to read them out in, but I have got one in there, actually. A little bit of a spoiler alert early, so you might uh, oh, you might go. be lucky. Uh, pricey. Up now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> 
Pricey, we've just seen Kyle Chalmers uh, losing a very tight photo. It was Timmy Marlow last week, as uh, BJ alluded to. Um, how are the confidence levels? How's the week been? Um, we ask this most weeks, but how's life changed? Just just tell us a little about being the, um, the current uh, WRC mastermind. Yeah, I'm, I'm more or less used to the same now, so um, it's just, just second nature to me. Yeah, but the whole office is getting behind it because I think I'm going to take them out to the Monday airing for an office department lunch. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all getting behind it, but I um I said I need a few of them, so I said I need a few more vouchers first. Well, we so that's another one. We th- if we get up three. to that threat three hundred, how yeah. many how many people are we talking? That'll do it. Yeah, um, oh, what is this could there? be there's, it. There's, there's seven of us, so uh, it's make or break today. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. you might you might you might declare after this one's down on the balcony and wave them in. You reckon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole department is uh, is uh, waiting to see whether Matt Price can uh, make it three mastermind victories in a row. So, Matt, Tom, your names are your buzzers. Let's get into it. So, to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Terry. Challenger, are you ready? Yep, ready. Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I just sound like one of the um, there are bebop and rock steps from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I just for some reason that's how I felt like I sounded then. All right, three, two, one. Question one. Name the hoop. So before we start, all these are uh, ah, yes. Uh, yes. So we better say uh, due to not due to because we're uh, commemorating and celebrating National Jockey Celebration Day this weekend. All these questions are jockey-based questions. So uh, just to get in the spirit of the festivities. So question one, which hoop rode all of the following to victory in the 2020-2021 racing season? Buzz in as soon as you know. Dance music in the Northern Cup. Kiss on all. Matt. I think I've gone early here. Brad Parnham. Oh, oh, well pricey. done. What were the other couple, BJ? Uh, kiss on all four cheeks in the Listia Classic and Kalaroo in the Faritha Stakes. So Very good. A few, uh, few black type successes there for Bradley Parnham. Indian Pacific as well. I Indian didn't Pacific. put that one in. That was too It would have made it too easy. Okay. Question two. It was a big season for the Roy Rogers team in the Great Southern. Who was aboard Ruffy Echo Effect when winning the Fitzpatrick Plate? Tom Wolfe. Wolfie. Was it Carleen Heffel? Oh, oh, I like that. That's almost for me. That's a two pointer. Do you know that's what tremendous. I like? The top Tom Wolf. Yeah, the full name. Top, full yeah. name. <laughs> it's it's, it's Wolf. Middle name Tom. <laughs> it's um, Wolf. Tom that Wolf. All right, one one. Question one 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 one. Question three. Podcast, eh? <laughs> we aren't <laughs> we aren't far away from the twenty twenty one Carnarvon Cup. Name the jockey who took out the 2020 Cup on Espresso Lass. Was it A? Tom. Oh, Tom. No, oh, no. Oh, oh, should I give it? Should I give it? Uh, well, you can either. Uh, the adjudication here because we weren't yeah. sure it was going to be a three-way. Do you want to start it again and have your name back or do you want to have a crack now that you've said your name? I'll have my name back, thanks. Okay, uh, sorry, name back. sorry, we should have said it was a multiple choice. We're, okay, so we aren't far away from the 2021 Carnarvon Cup, but which jockey took out the 2020 Cup on Espresso Lass? Was it A, Ben Patterson, B, Lactar Ramoli, C, Keshaw Duran? Tom. Tommy. 
was it Kesho? It was Kesho. Do run, run, yeah, I reckon, run. I think it was a bench, uh, long before, but yeah. I think it was 100 to 1 as well. Yeah, I was going to say it was a price. Espresso for Michelle Valentine. Yeah. So, pricey. You haven't uh, – yeah. actually, was he down 2-1 last week? Uh, I yeah, I think I was actually. Yeah, yeah. this is this – is, um, I was – this is chartered territory. Tom's up and about, though, so I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, chucking that <laughs> It's coming. It's going. Uh, okay, question four. Which ex-jockey recently took up a role as a cadet harness racing steward? Matt. Buddy. Matt. Uh, Peter Hall. No. no. Tommy. That is, uh, oh. Yeah. Tommy, it, for, uh, like, Tommy for the win. You got five seconds. I think you gave the answer. Tom? Was it Ellie Eshbar? Oh, oh, he's done it. Yeah, he's, he's done, done it. it. Oh, he's done it. The office is going hungry, promising. <laughs> uh, they're going hungry. No steak sandwiches, sorry, guys. <laughs> Not only did we, uh, for the listeners there, we, we, we watched the Cole Chalmers in the 100-metre freestyle final uh, while, uh, while we were waiting to, to press the record button and – uh, Matt Price was on delay, so not only did we spoil the result for him, but uh, we spoiled this result for him. Well, Tommy Wolf spoiled the result for him, didn't he? So, it's been a tough, tough couple thing. of minutes for Price. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> congratulations, uh, Tom Wolf. He is our new WA Racing mastermind. Uh, passed the torch by Matt Price. Mate, Matt, thanks for contributing to the show and uh, for being a really good champion, a really good sport. And uh, those two $100 gift vouchers to the Mundaring. Just got some freshly minted ones from Ian Butchie oh, O'Connor during the week. So I'll whack them in the post on my way home from the recording session no, this thanks afternoon. Thanks for that. Well done, Tom. Cheers, mate. Well done. You'll have to pick your two least favourite colleagues or three least favourite colleagues to um, to pay for their own meals. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Matt. Thanks again. And, uh, no, mate, thanks, guys. And congratulations again. Tommy Wolf. Well done, Wolfie. Now, Wolf. Wolf Beautiful. Cheers, boys. You are uh, you're currently uh, you're a bit of a jack of all trades, but at the moment you are currently helping out Luke Fernie, Terry's private trainer. <laughs> uh, now, uh, they're, uh, just for the listeners, Yemen Lass, Part owned by Terry Layton, heading to Kalgoorlie on Sunday. Are you going to be part of the uh, Kalgoorlie expedition, Tom? <laughs> no, I won't. I'll leave that up to Luke. Um, he likes to go home there and kind of, you know, wave his flag around, show everyone how good he's going back home. So <laughs> I'll leave that one up to him. Is it true that they drive him into town on the back of a ute and he's sitting in a throne with a uh, with a, a scepter <laughs> and a uh, and a crown on his head? <laughs> yeah, he's got the crown. He's doing the queen wave. They clock yeah. out of the house with the thing. So yeah, and. Uh, Tommy Wolf, nephew of Steve, will you? Are we launching the Spruker again on 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 Saturday? What are you? What's the? Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, five in a row? Yeah, I don't know. Just likes winning that horse, doesn't he? So he's not doing. Can't do much more than what he's already doing. So yeah, he might have to. I think. And your dad, Brett uh, Weevil, uh, he uh, he's a part owner in uh, Red Can Man and Export Man. What uh, what were the thoughts after Red Can Man uh, finishing six feet in the length in the uh, Bletchingley at Caulfield last Saturday? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was halfway through a footy game, so I didn't actually get to see it until after. But, yeah, I don't know. It just looked like he couldn't really go with him when they sprinted. So, hopefully, he can bounce back. I think they're still keen to press on to the Nandy and whatnot. So, yeah, I think it's still all systems go over there for the big fella. Good, man, Tom. All right. So, are you going to be uh, available to uh, attempt to go back-to-back masterminds next Thursday morning? Yeah, I'll make myself available for you boys, I'm sure. <laughs> Good, man. Thanks, Tom. Congratulations again. All right. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Cherry, we've got a new mastermind. Tell you what, every week I, I predict 
um, who's going to win it and every week I'm wrong. So that was, uh, yeah, a demolition from Tommy. I love the uh, the deep country knowledge there with uh, with Keshaw and um, what was the other? Well, they need the Ali Asfar question. Uh, the Carleen, Carleen, Carleen Heffel, Heffel yeah. one. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's pretty impressive stuff because I, I reckon um, as someone who wouldn't miss a race in Albany or Mount Barker, I might have struggled to get that one that quickly. So <laughs> yeah, um, impressive stuff. Well-deserved win. And um, yeah, the, the lads just keep elevating, don't they? They do. I think um, when I messaged Tom to ask him to come on, he goes, uh, he goes I can't believe it's taking you this long to ask. So obviously, <laughs> obviously he was very bullish about his – his mastermind prospects and uh, shone through on the, on the big stage this he's, morning. He's already at the Christmas party, isn't he? Yeah, in his, yeah, yeah. He's, he's making he's making a charge. So uh, thanks again to Matt Price and congratulations, Tom Wolf. We'll get him on again next Thursday to defend his crown. The $100,000 feature of the day is the National Jockey Celebration Day Sprint. Only the six horses to face the starter at this stage, uh, Indian Pacific, he has the market cornered, a Group 1 horse resuming in this 1,000-metre dash. He does have the 62 kilos. He's got a significant ratings hike thanks to his second placing in the Group 1 Newmarket handicap down the Flemington Strait. But uh, he's a pretty good horse. He's on the way up, destined for bigger and better things. Is it a matter of Indian Pacific just showing up, Terry, or do you think there's other factors at play here that uh, there could be a bit of an upset brewing? Um, well, it wouldn't be an upset to me. Um, I marked him. I've got him third favourite, so I just I think the market's gone a bit. Uh, I've got the blinkers on a little bit here, BJ, in regards to the setup of this race. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of weight and he's only getting in because it's 62 kilo max. He's only yep. getting in a half a kilo better than he should here. And he's taken a lot of uh, a lot of beatings um, from the handicapper, so he's really going to feel it. I, I don't know. When a horse has a gut buster on a Monday, a trial, um, I, I, I with the sprinters, I, I feel it's, it's hard work to back up five days later, especially when you're talking soft five to a heavy eight. So, um, yeah, just there's a few queries here for me. Any Pacific won't lead this race. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Mervyn will obviously lead them up. I think Charlton Eddy from the barrier maybe tucks in on Mervyn. Um, Indian Pacific to the breeze, don't fuss, 1-1. One, one. Yep. Is that how you are? Yep. I mean, there's a chance they'll decide that Charlton, they think Charlton Eddie's a better horse with clean air and they'll say, let's kick up, um, land in the breeze. And that means Indian Pacific might try and tuck in potentially with the 62. I don't know. All, all I know is that last time Indian Pacific and Mervyn came head to head, um, there was 0.2 of a length between them. Um, Indian Pacific just got the job done and um, there's an eight and a half kilo swing to Mervyn. Now, I don't like Mervyn here so much um, because this is a uh, – Mervyn for me is paddling in the heavy conditions late, mm -hmm. um, but I also don't think Mervyn's probably completely impossible. On his day, Mervyn's a double horse. You've just got to ride him simply, get him to the front, roll him along and hope that he has a big art mm. that particular day. Um but it's a really difficult task backing up for me or five days for a sprinter with 62 kilos outside a pretty hot tempo with um, some reasonable ones parked in behind you, BJ. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm potentially being a little bit harsh on Indian Pacific here, but um, I think the $1.90 or whatever we're looking at is a bare, bare, bare bones price for me. So I've got, I mean, the biggest roughie in this race, some markets at the moment, is Floyd and... I've marked Floyd three dollars ten, so it's mm. needless to say where uh, where I'm heading. Last year's winner of Last this race was winner. Floyd. So I think Floyd gets it back at Don't Fuss. I think Don't Fuss 
He's won, a horse. Joe Fuss won the race two years ago as well. Yes, and that's a horse I'll be saving on. Just okay. a little bit of a spoiler. But uh, look, I think Floyd uh, will follow Don't Fuss everywhere it goes. Um, Indian Pacific will battle strongly. And look, who knows? It comes out and brains them, then big things ahead for yeah. Indian Pacific. But uh, I just think Floyd, with the weights, fresh, goes nicely fresh, uh, loves these conditions. Stable going good. Stable going super. The winkers come off. If you go to his first up run last campaign on the 17th of April uh, on a good four behind River Bow carrying 59 and a half, go back and have a look at that run. He's run eighth of 10. Doesn't look all that crash hot on paper. One of the runs of the day. I think you ran the fastest. Last two. Yeah, yeah, it was just phenomenal um, how big a run that was. So um, I think the market's forgotten a little bit here about the uh, the quality of, um, of this block. And, and the type of sprint he possesses in a uh, in, in a small little field. So um, pretty happy to be on it. And don't fuss, absolutely grows a leg off seven days, grows a leg in the wet, will grow a leg with Pikey going on for Chris Graham, Christy Bennett, Chris Graham and its last three. Um, the 1,000 metres is the pet trip. Stalks Indian Pacific with eight kilos less and, and a bit more fitness under its belt. Um, yeah, happy to be aboard those two. Big go, Floyd, money back, don't fuss. Okay. Uh, I just look at Indian Pacific and think of him as a horse on the way up, whereas I think most of these horses are, have probably hit their hit their marks and I don't know if there's a lot more, well, maybe Charlton Eddie, but a lot, or definitely Charlton Eddie, but not a lot more, not another level that they can go to. If Indian Pacific turns up breathing fire he could smoke these um, 62 yeah i don't i don't think that'll that'll be the determining factor uh, i think it's just going to be on the day whether he's he's cherry ripe he's won with 60 beat, beat windstorm, windstorm beat yeah. windstorm one day with 60 kilos did get it nicely in front that day though he, yeah that was a 1200 i think mm -hmm. fresh as well is he's got he's going to burn in the pacific and uh uh he could be here he, we go. He could no. He could be just simply way too good for these yeah. horses, you know. So some horses' weight doesn't seem to affect them as much as others. Yeah. Um, so that that'll be a telling point. And sprinters as well can get away with it when they're up and built momentum and stayed out of trouble. But um, yeah, I don't know. The dollar ninety for me is um, yeah. I've 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 clearly got an alternate yeah, opinion no, yeah. on this race uh, to most. Um, but the dollar ninety. That's that's thin. What price? What price are you? I was even money, yeah, but I'm, I'm wow. expecting it to to get out. Yeah. Um. Oh dear. So yeah, I could have me uh, pants pulled down here, couldn't I? Mate, it, it, in saying that, we got Nerodio beaten last week. I told you, I just, just had yeah. a feeling Nerodio was going to get beaten last week. Well, did something come out that impacted the speed of no, that race? There was no no. There yeah. was, I actually was talking to a few people. I said it's not impossible. It ends up without cover here because yeah. it's been beginning really well and. Yeah, so mm, she's probably a little bit disappointed. She didn't, Stephanie didn't follow her own Into sort of this thought race, process because yeah. she would have loved to have stalked um, Indian Pacific and um, Mervyn here. So. Yeah, it might have been the end of prep run as well. Yep. But yeah, Indian Pacific for me, class horse, uh, ridden for speed. I reckon he might just be too fast for these and might be uh, and is a class above. Terry's going for Floyd and a saver on Don't, don't fuss. fuss. Yeah, I liked the... Um, Price Brad went up yesterday with Don't Fuss, but uh, Thanks, Brad. still, it's enough. Yeah, I don't know how I've got them. I'm 310 and 410. Okay. <laughs> Floyd and Don't Fuss. So I'm five bucks in the Pacific. Okay, so very good. I'm breeding out. Usually I try and like water that down a bit and yeah. stretch them out, and but that's what I've gone up with. So, yeah, right or wrong, uh, let's go. Looking forward to it. Race six, Tony's 50th birthday handicap. Happy birthday, Tony. Happy birthday. 
Tony, congratulations. Yeah. You made it to 50. Don't look well a day done. over 30. 1,000 <laughs> uh, metres, special conditions, handicap. Oh, what are we? Is Mickey, are we going to scratch again? Yeah, out. Mickey Blue Eyes yeah. raced first up at Belmont yesterday. Mm -hmm. He has been scratched by the Ganjimis this morning. Therefore, we have a seven horse field, another pay one two on National Jockey Celebration Day. Mm, yeah, there's a few old pay one twos, isn't there? There is. Not much paying. Three fours. Um, now we we really liked Express Time the other day. P, mm. PA. That was a tough uh, tough watch, wasn't it? <laughs> PA was on the uh, was on the show, and it was basically if this horse finds a rail in front, put down your put, no, put, put a, down your glasses. Yeah, it was a um, gift. It was a gift, and uh, whack, uh, Express Time appropriately uh, whacked him. That's right, and I made the. Uh, well, what do I have to do? Go do a lap around Belmont naked if it didn't start favourite, which yeah. didn't. By the time the podcast came out, because we were a day late, mm. it was favourite. But when when I said that, it was a point. It was a full dollar below the favourite. Sniffy though. miss. Yeah, mm, okay. I don't talk about sniffy miss anymore. Uh, so the thing with this setup is though, is Express Time going to find the rail in front? Can he win from the breeze? Uh, I think this is harder. He carries yeah. um, more weight. Uh, Same half weight. a kilo more. Half yeah. a kilo more. Uh, he does have the silks on, which um, Bernie um, Bernie will be happy with there. Mm -hmm. Like the silks. Um, but it's not just will he find the breeze. It Does he have a horse three deep outside of him in Sassy Trader mm. going up and, and being a pest as well? And, so and to, the, to, to so, rise so again, we're thinking, we're thinking drink what you like relative front, yeah? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, it wouldn't surprise me even if they try and change tack with drink what you like a little bit and, and take a sit because it is pulling a bit of a hammy, um, pulling a bit of a – it's hard. He's small in size late in um, late in her races, but in saying that, this is eleven hundred back to a thousand um, on the wet track as well. Sometimes on these wet tracks, you can get to the top and roll. And as we said, it's hard to make ground. So it looks just to me, it looks a sticky map. And I'm I've I've timed Express Time very well this campaign. So mm. two wins. We've been on both those two. I've taken it on its other two. So I'm taking it on this time, BJ. Definitely not on board here. Um, but finding the winner, I, I just went into this race going, this is going to be a nightmare. I, yeah, Blazing Billy. Wasn't competitive uh, his last performance in December. Um, you see that a lot. Anne King seems to have picked up a lot of runners. She picked one up yesterday from Simon Miller, Bourbon Bow. Yeah. Did you watch that race? Yeah. On the turn, was that just going to win by panels? I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't have really have a bet in that race. I, I did like Will Chino, but couldn't get on the early price, so just sucked it. Um, but Blazing Billy. Um, uh, not Blazing Billy, uh, Bourbon Bar on the turn. It was just, wasn't it just traveling like it was going to win? I think it's run last. Mm. That was incredible stuff. I've never seen a horse travel that um, travel that well and give it up that quickly. But um, it was a nice trial from Blazing Billy. It's just, I'll just have a watch, I think, first up from, from a long break. Sassy Trader is a hard horse to trust and it's probably three deep no cover here, I'd say, but which, which they'll probably be happy with on a wet track with the with the 53. Um, first law, I think, is just a battler. It looks like Chris Parnham has opted to ride Strathmore Rose. To rise again is just a battler. Mm -hmm. So that leaves um, the horse that will park in behind him that Chrissy Parnham and Scotty Embry have opted to ride in Strathmore, Strathmore Rose. Rose. And yeah. I've um, clearly got Strathmore Rose on top. Uh, what's for five bucks this morning, which was a really nice price? Three ten at the moment doesn't really excite me all that much. But I'm two seventy mm. Strathmore Rose, so uh, clear elect. Think it'll park in behind. Loves the wet conditions. There's plenty of speed in this, and they're all they're all just horses, you know, or hard to trust. Um, in saying that, Roy Rogers hasn't had a winner for a couple of months now, and this is first up, no trial. So you need to be backing this with a bit of trust. But three fifty, three sixty, upwards of that, I'll be on Strathmore Rose. I think. Okay. I mark Express Time and Strathmore Rose equal favourites, $4. Mm -hmm. uh, I had ended up 
landing with express time on top in the leg up. He's just a proper 1,000-meter horse. The way that he won the other day is obviously in good nick. Uh, he's going to give himself every opportunity up on top. So he's got race fitness. He's got form on his side. He did win from the breeze with Brad Parnham on four starts ago, uh, and it was just it was just Strathmore Rose first up no trial. Um, Roy Rogers stable is the off season for him, but they're probably not going as, as well as they they have done throughout this racing season. So there was a there was a little bit of caution there, and Express Time just gives himself every opportunity up on top of the speed. But I can see exactly what you're saying, Terry. I didn't have anything between them really. Just Flip of the coin, the horse that finished in front and the horse with the superior 1,000-meter record was express time, so that's the way I went, but can very easily see Strathmore Rose salute. And I was thinking Blazing Billy might be able to run a cheeky race first up. Yeah, no, Blazing Billy can definitely um, run a cheeky race. It's actually the 10 bucks. I think I was 8.50 Blazing Billy, so it is a William Pike runner slightly above my price, but um, I'm, I'm not going to get involved there. But um, I, I just think like you were speaking about in the last, I think Strathmore Rose might be the one with the upside that not a lot of these do have. Yeah. But uh, you also hit the nail on the head in the fact that I want my – five bucks was an easy bet. Yeah. Um, but I want my price. I want I want to see, even though I'm 270, I still want 330, 350 to bet because there is that risk in the fact he hasn't she hasn't trialed. Um, so I want my price yeah, for a good record too. Four four wins, eight starts, something like that. So it knows what uh, yep. knows how to find the line. Yeah, and that that's and you go all three of those, uh, all four of those, I think, were in Albany. But she um, was a three odd filly though. She's a three-year-old filly, though, yeah. Yes, yeah. And her, at, at, that, at that stage, she was a three-year-old, early three-year-old filly racing against older horses. As yes, well, yeah. and she seems to go better on the firmer conditions. And that run with Jason Whiting on back in April, where she's run third to I C Red, I C Red, um, is more than enough to yeah. run a big race here. So, Strathmore Rose are clear on topper for me. Okay, race seven, the TechWorks Electrical Solutions, twelve hundred meters, ratings sixty-six plus, another pay one two. I uh, was very keen. Miss Vasari, first up midweek two Wednesdays ago, did get a lot of favours in transit. Three wide, Star cover. Storm didn't frank it yesterday. No, it? Mid, uh, muddling tempo, did swoop over the top of them. Impressive. Uh, Dan Morton training double yesterday. So when the Morton stable gets a run on, they just they all start they all start winning. Miss Vasari makes a Saturday debut, I believe. Yep. Uh, second up. But. Chris Parnham on board, slides in exactly on the minimum with the minimum rating there, uh, although she probably doesn't get a three-year-old allowance, does she, under these? Um, It'd be very little, I think, at this yeah, stage. This stage it's probably only half a kilo or something she's missing out. But, uh, yeah, so Miss Vasari heads to um, Belmont on Saturday. Her first shot at this company is all the rage at the moment. I didn't expect to see her this short. 2.15. Uh, yeah, 2.15 still, dollar ninety five across the corporates so um two, still 215 on brad bet that'll be probably snapped up uh i'm the opposite Sorry, to you, yeah, BJ. 215 brad bet yeah i'm the opposite to you I, I did expect to see her this short right um i've got her a dollar 75 and I, I reckon she trades sub two dollars um when marking this race I, I i wanted to almost get her beat and i thought oh, let's have a look she got all the favors she'll be underpriced um etc etc but I just couldn't really mark a strong second favourite. London Miss got shaken off by Agent J with the absolute world perfect run the other day, probably leads. Rain of Fire is going super, but it's, it's your current clear second elect and it's going to be back last. That's that's telling, I think, in a little small field like this. And then Guns of Navarone is drawn six with the 60 downforce needs a run. I think Rebel Knight 
Uh, a bit of trust there. It can run a race. 12 bucks is probably um, uh, not far off. But I think I'm $9 mm. Rebel Knight. Um, but I just, long story short, I couldn't mark a second favourite. So uh, Miss Vasari, Chris Parner can land near them. And if you go back through her runs, as you said, she hasn't ran a Saturday, but that run, the one, the second behind I see red, I see red. She settled last on in that not boat race, the race where they went very slowly. <laughs> uh, she came, it was a huge run to run second. Uh, she ran second to Standout Rose from the Breeze. Standout Rose, Frank, that form, that campaign. Long way back to third. Fane Tempest was in that race. And her, even her maiden win, she beat tight one down the straight, but she won like a good horse. So I think she's progressive. I think she can be settled according to conditions of the day. They can just about um, lead if they want to, I think. But they'll, they'll probably just park in behind them. She's the win the other day was on a bog track, and um, yeah, I think she'll trade about a dollar ninety bet fair, and I'm a dollar seventy five. Okay, so I think she. Um, I was two two fifty, Miss Fasari. Okay, but um, probably being everything that you said makes sense. I just couldn't come with a, a second favorite. Yeah, I, you know? I had Rebel Knight a bit shorter actually. Yeah, that was the that was the thing. I think he I kept him safe. A couple of pipes. Just just knowing what his peak what his peak talent is like, but really hard to catch. Um, impressive racing sometimes and sometimes first up they turn up and they just they just go enormous and i didn't think his trial was too bad behind regal power i just know that giant leap came out of that trial the, too. the best of rebel knight is um is pretty decent so um has had his troubles over the journey he has rebel knight but if he's if he's happy and healthy and um ready to go then he goes well for pike then he can make things interesting but yeah it does look a bit of a misfasari benefit on saturday um so progressive filly i think she's gonna win her more than her fair share of races wj cameron in the ownership i saw that, Is that oakland wesley, park and wesley, wesley john yeah wesley john yeah nice one to have his hands on she could be uh pretty progressive yeah shout out to wes cameron but yeah it does look all set up for miss vasari if she happens to um good return. runner to extend his lead as well chrissy parnham yes yeah 100%. I'm having a very um, – I've just realised and it's not something I'd re realised until I have a very Chris Parnham-focused day. Um, success play, Strathmore Rose, Miss Vasari, and there's one more to come. So um, I'm hoping that Chrissy finishes the season with a bang, BJ. Very, very good. Race eight, the Amelia Park Handicap, 1,200 metres for the three-year-olds. All-day session. How good. Last start. Yeah, off the, off the canvas, got the job done over the 1,000 metres. It was a good result for the 1-1 one, one team. But uh, steps up to 1,200 metres, gate 9, 59 kgs. Bit of a different setup on this occasion, but he is racing really well and has to be hard to beat. Horse that started favourite in that 1,000-metre race last start, Sketter. Very heavily backed. Ended up starting 270 and ran second to all-day session. And you know what? It had every chance. Every yeah. all day session was just a better horse. Yeah. I can I convincingly better horse than it. So yes, mm. I agree. However, back up to twelve hundred meters, it was almost a month between runs for Skedder. Pike six, Gate four for Skedder. Um, they're the two that dominate the market, and they're they're the two that um, most people will be uh, flipping. They aren't dominating the market. Oh, the, sorry, which two did you say? All day session Skedder. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, Jedi Mind's a clear, clear second favourite. I was just about to say to you, the market, that market just hasn't looked at the last run. I wanted, don't get me wrong, I, I wanted to go into this probably tipping Skedder because you'd think probably lands 1-1 one, one type thing, but we're talking 250 Skedder, $8.50 all day yeah, session. Right. That's that's too big a gap for a fact when all day session was a far better run. I but agree. It's probably going to be last. 
Yeah, so. yeah. Our Danny is obviously the uh, has he to be huge. has to be a huge yep. winning chance. Ran third against the older horses in the Dia Delarazza. Um, followed the fence throughout and hit the line really, really hard. Comes back to three year old company. Probably rolls forward from gate six. Yeah, if they jump well, I think they'll try and settle closer. Maybe. Not lead, maybe lead. Maybe lead, yeah. Uh, maybe not. Though. I think 1,200 might be on our Danny's limit potentially. So um, they might uh, they might look for a sit. I, th- I think it'll be one of those situations where if you get there softly, we lead. But yeah. um, figure out the pattern of the day. But uh, this is a good race to bet, probably a good race to bet late. I- also remember there's two horses, number nine and ten, Agent Kent. Ten's out of today. Tight one's been scratched from today. So tight one will definitely be going around. Agent Kendington's running today, so probably um, I'm just allowing it to come out. It's 35 to 1, so the deductions will be minimal, so we don't have to worry too much about it. Um, Look, this race is one and run. First of all, Jedi Mind is is big unders for me. Um, I love following smart jockeys with – smart jockeys and smart jockey managers – BJ mm-hmm. with um, jockey choices, with ride choices, I should say. And Chris Parnham has would have been offered the ride on Jedi Mind here, I'm sure. And he's obviously ridden choice bid for his old man and he's opted to ride choice bid. I, I, he will be loyal to his old man, but he's not that loyal. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll ride what he thinks is the better opportunity, especially when it's so important at this stage of the season for him and what he's aiming to achieve with the National Jockey Premiership. Choice bid's 14 bucks, 13 bucks. Jedi Mind's $4.80. Mm. And, um, yeah, and he's opted to ride choice bid. Very telling for me. Very telling for me. So, um, yeah, this is a race where I'm going to bet on on price again. I, I, I've i got Sketter three. I'm still 320 Sketter, uh, 550 all day session, and I am 650 choice bid. I'm going to go with choice bid. Um, I thought despite being on the best pad, it was, it was one of those races where it led, but it also half sat at half led. I hate that. You know, mm. it's just an absolute shocker. They're the type of runs where you're entitled to to fold like a pricked balloon. Um, look, I think from the barrier, I love the fact this is up to 1,200. I love the fact it'll roll forward, either lead or sit outside of type one, our Danny um, type setup. It's a horse that's best racing has comfortably been in the wet and the slop. Um, if the rain is coming down, those type of horses on speed can be really difficult to get past and you're getting $3.50 a hole mm. or something for, for a runner like Choice Beard. So, um, look, if you can show some patience, which I'm not very good at, you can probably wait for the day. If the three wide line and making ground down the middle of the track is the place to be, $8.50 all day sessions is a yeah. huge price. I'd, I'd, um, sorry, I'd get a three fifty all day session four fifty. Yeah, So maybe, maybe they were dominating my market. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, dominating, yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was three, what did I say, three? 350 and 350 so yeah. i wasn't wasn't far off and, and choice but just behind and without yeah. danny a fourth elect um but yeah you, you can probably have a look and go okay it's hard to make ground choice but each way is a huge bet uh if if it's normal style of racing scatter from close to the one one maybe two at one out it's going to be hard to beat um but yeah current markets scatter is your big unders and jedi mind your big unders so we bet around it choice bit each way and Probably going to be choiceless in having mm. something on all day session at eight fifty, Peter. Yeah, Skeeter was my on top selection in the leg up. The way that the market is shaking out this morning, all day session, all day session. I uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's a better horse than people think. If you go back through his form, he's raced against some really decent three rods. He's a swimmer. Remember yeah. I tipped him first up at any old price and didn't turn up on a firmer track, but yeah. um, just turned out we needed the wet conditions. Yeah, yeah. Sessions in the wet. Sessions in the wet. Uh, Taylor. 
so uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm going to be going in race out of the day, all day session, each way, mm. all, all day, each way, each all way, day, each, each way. way. Once day. again, I love these overbed horses. Mm. Jeez, Jedi mind and um, scatter. Wow, big improvement, Gunmetal Grey, but it's uh, yeah, the yeah. fact that it's five bucks shorter than choice bid at the moment, or three or four bucks shorter, and the same price as all day session, despite drawing wider. I think that might be a little bit um, skew f, but it's, uh, it can definitely. Um, win the race. I think it'll go better with a sit as well, BJ. Okay. Uh, BJ, it is now time for the Get Out Stakes. Extremely popular Get Out Stakes. Brought to everyone. Brought to everyone. <laughs> Brought to everyone by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out at the Kenningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt. Timmy and his team of Timmy. elite operators out there at Market City Meets, they run the show. Swing pass, say good day. Timmy will look after you, 100%. So congratulations to episode 86 winner, Rod Perry. Perry's. Now, Rod, geez, he got the bob. This was this was good stuff. So Rod locked in Dear Dalaratza by 0.15 lengths. Mm-hmm. And the official was zero point one seven lengths. That's it. And there was it was a bunch finish. He won by the narrowest of margins, did Rod. So there's a few people who were very very stiff on the day. They must have got the mail that were riding um, Madame Torio cold earlier than we did. Then, clearly. <laughs> so so the uh, the the bloke that was the stiffest was Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Go up. Go up, Terry. Uh, was Stuart Divertini. So Stuart was Dear Delarazzo by 0.20 lengths. So he, Stuart, missed out by the narrowest of margin. But you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. How old are you? Seriously. Oh, Seriously. Me. You can't say that. <laughs> so the Rod. Bloke, the bloke that was the, the stiffest. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So oh. Rod Perry won the Get Out Stakes episode 81, and then he's gone again in episode 86. So Rod is in a purple patch, mm. rich vein of form. Yeah, dearie, man. <laughs> Oh, you so, might be up here, I think. Well done to Rod. Well done to Rod. He, um, he enjoyed him last time. Saw the picture yes, on Twitter. Yes, he did. Yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyed him. So, um, BJ, have you got the winner for us? I don't. Hang on. One sec. Sorry, we're still going. We're still going. Sorry. To enter this week's Get of Out course. Stakes. How do we do it, Terry? Uh, you private message Riley Morgan. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. How do you do wrong. it? Uh, you... At the one one pod, uh, you respond to the tweet that uh, will go up uh, mm-hmm. later this afternoon, early evening, uh, with a two decimal margin and the horse you like. So I'm sure BJ will be uh, looking at, um, I don't know, I'm going to guess, I don't know if you like it, Irritable Rodney by uh, 0.35 lengths. Okay. That's an example. Am All I right. right? Is that where you're going? Uh, ended up going Ginger Baker, but we'll oh, get to that. Okay. Uh, don't forget the Sam White rule, listeners. First in best dress. Someone on uh, Twitter, uh, apologies, I, the name escapes me at the moment, uh, had the audacity to, to write, what is the Sam White rule? Mm. So that was perplexing to say the least. But the Sam White rule, first past the post, gets the chocolates. <laughs> it's, pretty black. it's pretty black and white, isn't it? <laughs> 
it's fairly black and Sam White. Uh, that's right, black and Sam White, correct. Um, the get-out stakes for National Jockeys Celebration. <laughs> the wheels have fallen off no, here at 11HQ. Crown Perth handicap, a bit, mm. bit more, a uh, little bit of messaging yeah. here for the punters leaving leaving the course on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, just veer straight towards Crown. Um, blinkers on. Blinkers on. Special conditions handicap. 1,400 metres. As I said, I ended up with Ginger Baker on top, narrowly in the leg up ahead of Irritable Rodney. However, this race just has a bit of a funny feeling to me. A bit of a, yeah, so. It smells. Um, anything could really happen. She's a sweet yeah. deal. Is that is that something that we can put a line through? Out. Out, good. Out. What about that win yesterday? Oh, I was on surf point. That was wild. She's a sweet deal. I've just just watched the surf point replay, and I'm gonna have nightmares about that one for quite some time. Mm. Um, what price? Twenty eight bucks. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. That was a hard watch. Well, I, took, I, I completely took my eyes off. So she's a sweet deal. I thought it was gonna run last. Uh, uh, it was just. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't Maddie's. Um, definitely not uh, having a go at Maddie there. I think the. The gap closed up on yeah, her when she went to take it, so she was a little bit, a uh, little bit stiff. But uh, that is racing, BJ. I, um, yeah, a few of us were on. I messaged him afterwards, and I said, "Next start, we'll get our money. Hopefully, we it goes up a price. Wet track won't be missed." The great game. So she's a sweet deal is out. So that is that is one thing that we can be that we can't can agree win. on. <laughs> can't win. Can't win. Put a line through. She's yeah. a sweet deal. Uh, that's, that's, as, that's as much as I've got for you. So who can win? Ah. Uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Ginger Baker maps in a nice spot. Yep. Uh, love the way it pushed Vital Flirt, who's got a big booming finish on it um, to the line. So that's they impressive sort of, they stuff. They sort of drew, drew away from Sentimental Queen as well. Uh, Irritable Rodney is the only speed in this. Mm. Um, Leads, I, had, I think. I had it leading on its ear. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it, it has to be hard to beat. Devoted start, little flirt. Uh, Miss Morant is actually one that's creeping out to a pretty big quote there at nearly 30 bucks. That surprises me a little bit in these conditions. Uh, convicted man, they're all horses that can run big last final splits if they're close enough. Um, hard horses to trust, but a couple of them are the, are the price there to, to maybe have something on. Um, oh, look, I'm. it's not a Stylex, definitely isn't impossible. I like the way it picked up and yeah, attacked reckon, Arrow City once it was off and going. is a really nice horse. Actually. Progressive drops yeah. of five kilos. Uh, yeah, no, look, the way I went um, at this point in time, I'm not going to have a bet yet. I'll decipher the pattern. I think they'll be more aggressive on Regal Magic. Gets along well with Lucy Warwick. I got Regal Magic outside leader. Yeah, mm. just about outside leader for me. And, and you know what? You get stuck three days at this stage of the day. It might be a blessing in disguise. Mm. So it's a pretty tough horse, Regal Magic. Not much went right last start. It's ready to uh, win one. Right? It is 100% ready to win one. Mm. The step up to 1400 is bang on. Looks to handle these conditions. Um, yeah, I'm I think I'm five dollars fifty or six dollars regal magic. It's currently ten bucks. So uh, I'm not gonna back that yet. I'm gonna wait for a pattern on the day. But um, that's the way. If pressed for a selection and some value, we'll go with Regal Magic in the last. Yeah, I just went Ginger Baker, as Terry said, he got caught in a two horse war with Vital Fleur. And it was actually the only time it was really not in front was right on the line. Mm. Uh, that he called uh, Vital Flirt was fully stretched. Ginger, yeah. And uh, Ginger Baker was in front before and after the line, but that's not where it counts, unfortunately, for the Ginger Baker supporters. But from gate five, it's going to get the lovely run. It's going to have the hardest to beat, in my opinion, Irritable Rodney and Regal Magic in firmly in the crosshairs. Uh, into uh, Galloping Room by Ryan Hill at the top of the straight. Let Ginger Baker do his thing. I think he can work them over late. Horse I'm most scared of uh, who can come from behind and make an impact is probably Starlax. 
Mm-hmm. Little yep. flirt. Um, probably some forgiveness watching the head on last yeah. week as well. Thought that didn't get the clear room. Barrier 12 could be a blessing for that type of uh, mare who loves to let down. If they're bunching, um, it will be letting down hard. But in saying that, Devoted Star lets down hard on the wet tracks too. But it's just it continually starts under the odds. So I think if you try and catch Devoted Star, you'll end up with less money than you probably started with. But um, so yeah. you are were, you worried about Irritable Rodney being run down by Kate Rain last start? Yeah, just feel, yeah. Do you feel um, it had to go home a bit too early from the breeze perhaps? Yeah, maybe. And just second up, I think, just building yeah. building into its prep. It's just going to get it, – it's, it's this is going to – it's going to dominate. Yeah. It's going to dominate this from in front yeah. off a slow tempo. It it breezed and kicked off a slow, slow tempo first up. It was really, really strong. I certainly was. Uh, yeah. So I think it's just going to get his chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so get out stakes. Prediction for you, Terry. What do you got? Uh, Regal Magic by half a length on the dot, 0.52. Oh, I'm glad you, glad you yeah. put the decimal. <laughs> 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 Fair I was about to, uh, about to get a bit worked uh, up. Yeah. Um, Ginger Baker by 0.39 lengths. Right. A long neck. Okay. Um, all right, so let's take a break, gather our thoughts, Terry, and we'll be back with our best Maddie and our lays of the day. It is time for our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Terry, the Perth Racing Guru, Leighton, what have we got? Uh, well, your best, I think your best bet of the day is Miss Vasari. Mm. Not best bet, your best winning chance of the day is Miss Vasari. Winner, but, uh, winner, winner. Winner, chicken dinner, yep. race number seven, $1.95 at the moment, two bucks type thing. That's not very exciting. So um, oh, it's a toss-up for me. I, I, the, the two well above my price are pitcher perfect in, in race number four, I think, BJ, and uh, yep. Floyd at $8.50 in race number five. So I'm just going to – just all of them. They're all my best bets. Yeah. Just got lots of best bets. <laughs> I struggle to differentiate. If you see the way I punted, yeah. Yeah, I struggle to differentiate between my best bets. Picture perfect for me. Picture perfect. Yeah, so yeah. We're, in, we're in a... I like that. We're in a, bit of we're a, in a vortex together. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Uh, your mad... Mad D, after after successfully uh, getting skin and tins up. Sorry, I should have given you. Doesn't a really, I should have given you a little bit of rat. Doesn't really qualify though, because it was only like ten dollars. Oh well, well, when we, we take it, it was sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, that's bucks. true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I still I, I backed yeah. it again late. <laughs> the way the track was playing, I had a bit more on late, and um, I think I took fourteen bucks late or something. Oh, still. That'll, that'll do. Yeah, that'll still think it was thirteen dollars bet fair SP. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. well, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Look, people won't be complaining. Yeah, won't be spitting their soup out at that. My okay. Madness, due to Wild. the due, due to the small fields is at at the moment, at the moment uh, bit of leeway. Bit of, well, it's just it's hard to find a Maddie at the moment because the small fields there's not a lot of horses. Who, All I'm hearing is excuses. Well, my Maddie actually does fit into the twenty one dollar oh. plus range. Okay, race nine number two, Miss Maranta, t- currently twenty seven dollars best available. Vaughn Sigley, great to see Vaughn. Back in form, mm-hmm. he was a hot, hot trainer there for a while, and then um, the stable just had a very lean run. But all of a sudden, the uh, yeah, the, everything has just clicked into gear. Dr. Dilarazza, bang bang, is his uh, horses are going fantastic at the moment. I reckon Miss Miranda sweeping late is value at a big price. You know what you could say about the stable? They've been reborn, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I'm <laughs> send that to Jay Rooney and he could use that That's in his stuff. Yeah, yeah, he should do too. I'll charge him a small fee. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually $14, Miss Miranda, so I like yeah. that, BJ. That's, yeah. uh, that's a good one. Uh, mine's $19. That's cl- On a day like this, that's close enough. Uh, 18 across the trap, 19 with one. So uh, eight, uh, Success play in race number three. I'm Very second favourite. So um, 
Success play. Giddy up. Just more winners. Just more winners. Right. Lay of the day. This is a bit easy. I've got a list of five here. I'm trying to toss up. You give your list of five and then – because I reckon one of them I'll have as well. So okay. Uh, well, better when Bell's five bucks. I'm considerably longer well, in right. race two, but that's Please. not exciting. Please. For, uh, forever romance uh, in race three, but I don't really find romance. Sorry, I'm – I'm a bit concerned about taking on a uh, Bob Youngster. Could be the next superstar. Uh, the Spruker in race four, way under my price at $2.30. Indian Pacific race five, do think it can definitely, definitely, definitely win. Um, I, uh, I've i just got it significantly longer in a, in a polarizing, very likely polarizing opinion of the race. And um, Jedi Mind is way under my price at 480, but that's a bit boring. So we'll go with the Spruker. That's my lay of the day, race four. Oh, very good. Well, I've got $2.30. One. I've got one on my own then. Okay. Uh, Race one, number five, Treasure Crowns might lay. Yeah, very good. It's okay. um, yeah, it's none. I like that. All right, well that's uh, one one done. That's one one episode eighty seven. Episode only thirteen away from the big party. Mm. 88, 89, whoop, is that right? Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. So thank you to uh, Bernie Ryan, uh, BJ's father, for coming on and talking to us about the Jockey Trust. Uh, amazing work that he does. Amazing work everyone associated with uh, that does. If you're out there, say hello to him on Saturday. Uh, listen to he's making a little speech. He said, "Yes, before, before words, the so sprint, before, before the, the feature sprint, race." Yeah. So, um, uh, cracking. Mo- moment silence as well and for, the, for the following. Yeah, yep. that's um, yeah, no cracking. Uh, uh, cracking work that everybody does associated with that. Um, we give the hoops a hard time at times, um, as we uh, as well as we do. Um, but we do really appreciate everything they put in and putting their bodies on the line week after week. You would not see me doing it. Um, so it's it's a great cause. Uh, looking forward to next week. We've got Pete Anthonis back on the show. I think he's got another week in Perth, so we thought we'd get him back for a quick backup after he uh, absolutely who's, who's killed more, the pig. Who's, who's more popular? out of uh, Pete Antonitz and the Get Out Stakes because like, the Get Out Stakes is extremely popular but Pete, nah, he's just Pete's moderately popular moderately yeah yeah. we're actually going to go out for a little luncheon after the podcast next week as well BJ so bit of notice if you need to get uh, I'll get invite yeah if you need to get some uh, <laughs> some uh, some authority uh, at home but um, looking forward to having Pistol Pete on again hopefully it's a nice thick card compared to this week and until next week on the 1-1 one, one. Thank you.